the pounding begins. The wagons are circled. Every wind is raided. It's football time in America, and this republic has never been stronger. The Sportsocracy, Beer City's best sports talk, live from the Ingalls studio. It is ESPN Asheville. You are in the Sportsocracy, the Democratic Republic of Sports. Well, I mean, you know, it's the NFL offseason. It's our first non-football Friday. But you know, the, the funny thing about that is we're still going to talk about three hours of football anyway. Of course we will. Adam Gold called me earlier and was like, hey, can, can you talk about basketball? I, I absolutely can. On my show? On his show? Not so much. <laughs> but if you want to talk about it, I'll happily talk about it with you. Right. Uh, we, I mean, there are uh, all of the other sports are trying to get your eyeballs this weekend. Uh, ooh, like with what? Uh, NBA All Star Game. Out. You got uh, All Star Saturday night this weekend. Might watch that for five minutes. You got a major UFC card on Saturday night. Out. Wow, really? Alexander Volkanovsky. I love watching that guy fight. Bro, I'm locked into. Uh, I got to get the whole packet ready for you to be ready for the combine <laughs> because I'm going to throw a billion pieces of information at you at the same time. Woo! Uh, it could be uh, also the last fight of Henry Cejudo's career. Uh, very well could be. Mm-hmm. Very well could be. So, you got, you got the NHL Stadium Series this weekend? That's actually probably the best chance you have of uh, getting me. It's probably the best chance you have of getting me on any of this. Because mm-hmm. you put MetLife Stadium with a hockey game. With the Rangers and the Islanders, I very well could watch that. Thanks, just figuring out that the the board was uh yeah things were yeah. things were not some so some, somebody's over here hitting buttons yeah uh, that's me <laughs> uh, hey listen audio boy you uh, leave here I have to do audio things I got to do it my way mm-hmm. uh yeah so the, those of you on the radio who couldn't hear Jeremy very well to start out with if it sounded like I was in a coffee can that's why because it was his microphone picking me up from. <laughs> Way over here! <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so, you got all that going on. Uh, Tiger's back at the Genesis. Don't care. I won't say I don't care. I just have a funny feeling on how it's going to end. Well, I mean, he shot a 72 yesterday and was complaining to back spasms. It's not going well, I'm going to guess. No. It's, I mean, he it's sad. Play but... through play through today and then probably be done probably so for the weekend he'll keep doing but if you are a fan of any other sport they're doing everything they can to get your eyeballs this weekend um there's nothing that the daytona 500 and nascar can do about the weather though and that's going to be a major problem on sunday race race stage says it probably is going to rain out so we will probably have a monday run of the daytona 500 because it doesn't look like there's going to be that's not good for them but it would be super good for me um, cause it's way more likely that I'll throw it on a TV in here and watch it while we're doing this show, but we won't be here Monday's presence. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely wanted to, I definitely wanted to have it that way then. Exactly. It works out perfectly for those of us who don't have anything to do on Monday. We can, you know, fill our day with some Daytona 500 action when there's nothing else going on. Oh yeah. I see. I forgot that we won't be here because I will be here doing mock graphics uh, so yeah it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, monday if you're off monday you're gonna have just a, a whale of this face right here to watch 
just a white lemon. Probably more than you ever wanted. Uh, and uh, Stephen Tao, I'll give him points. Yeah, because though we don't talk about it much and we, we don't give them the flowers that they deserve sometimes, Caitlin Clark last night setting the new NCAA women's scoring record. She's up to 3,520 points on her career. Um, she's, the, she's the next game changer. And I got I to give her credit because she can absolutely shoot the lights out of the basketball, just like Sabrina. And we're going to get to see Sabrina at All-Star Saturday. Going up against Steph Curry in the first ever NBA WNBA charity three-point shootout. I think that's going to be fun. Yeah. So anyway, there's stuff to pay attention to this weekend in all of the other sports. Everybody's yearning for your eyeballs at this point. Uh, and, but, and, but the NFL is still king. We're, we're an NFL show. So <laughs> Soaring Eagle in our YouTube chat said, you need to at least address the whole thing with the Patriots that surfaced early this morning. Well, we're it's going. ironic that you said that because you're the one that sent it to me and you're the one that sent me down the rabbit hole. That's right. So Andy. we'll give you your flowers on. I somehow did not hear this. And it's topic A for the day in the NFL. Albert Breer reporting that things are so toxic with the New England Patriots that there is no such thing as a fresh start here. Just because Bill Belichick is gone and Bill O'Brien's out the door, and now you've got Gerard Mayo as the head coach, and who did they bring in as the OC? The Alex Van Cleveland? Pelt. Alex Van Pelt is now the OC. There's nothing fixing this. Because apparently, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi couldn't stand to be in the same room with each other. Bailey Zapp was watching Zappi. It's spelled Zapp, whatever. <laughs> Was watching tape with the receivers. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've ever heard that before. I don't know that I've ever heard something was that toxic. And that's how far down the rabbit hole they had gone in New England. Mm -hmm. And so knowing all that, of which if Albert Breer knows it, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Bob Kraft knew it. So knowing all that, what did you do to turn the page? Oh, you literally just turned the page. And you lathered up and you did the exact same thing all over again. Now I'm so so like I said, Soaring Eagle sent this to me on Twitter yesterday. If you ever have stories that you want us to tell, feel free to send those to me at ESPN Draft Nerd because I do check Twitter messages. I don't always respond because sometimes I see them at four o'clock in the morning and I don't know where you live. So if it's here, it's real early. If it's somewhere else, you might be awake. You might not. So I started poking around. I'm not dead set that New England's taking a quarterback at three. I'm not dead set that New England should take a quarterback at three. Let me explain to you why. What are you walking into? If this is where this sits, you're obviously not getting Caleb Williams because I'm almost to the point I would bet my ability to have fun for the rest of my life that Caleb Williams is going at one, and I'm almost to that same point that it's to the Bears. I don't know what Washington's going to do it to. I've heard a lot of things. I struggle to believe that no matter what happens, once we get through the entire process, when we get to April 25th, Roger Goodell is going to step out on that podium and say, with the second pick in the 2024 NFL draft, blank selects Drake May, quarterback out of North Carolina. So that means those two are off the board. I love Jaden Daniels, and I think he's going to be a really, 
really, really good quarterback in this league. But he's going to need some help to begin with because he did not run an NFL system at LSU. He did not run an NFL system at Arizona State. And he's going to need some work. And if you think you're just going to trot him out there week one and wish him the best of luck, I got news for you. It will not go as well as you want it to. I also just so happen to know the representation for Jaden Daniels. And I know that if anybody was going to say behind closed doors, not a mandate of don't take me, I'm not going to show up. Don't take me. This is not the best place for me to go. These guys have no fear. And they'll happily say it because they would mean it. Mm -hmm. And so would I. Mm -hmm. Of don't take me in New England? Yes. And I know you have a willing trade partner with the Las Vegas Raiders. Because Jaden Daniels and Antonio Pierce had a good relationship from everything I've been told at Arizona State, and he loves him. Brought in Luke Getze, and trust me, that is not lost on me with Justin Fields. We're going to talk about that in the next hour. We're going to play a little quarterback matchmaker. I'm not sure the best thing for New England is not to take Marvin Harrison Jr. at three, because I know that's a franchise player. I know it. No matter what, I don't care who's throwing to him. I don't care if it's Kirk Cousins. I don't care if it's Justin Fields. I don't care if it's Michael Penix. I don't care if it's J.J. McCarthy. I don't care who it is. That's a franchise partner. That's a franchise player, excuse me. Mm -hmm. I don't know that Jaden Daniels will be for you. Because if your quarterback room is this toxic, you're going to have one of these two guys in that room. You may have them both in that room, Mm -hmm. which you talk about super toxic. I'm not sure that's not the way to go. I've got a horrible deficit talent-wise. Who's the best offensive player for the New England Patriots right now? Um, There's not an offensive lineman. I'm talking about skill position player. Oh, the wide receiver. Demario Douglas? Yeah, Demario Douglas. He would be a three on basically any other team in the league, and Mm -hmm. I like to get a lot. He'd be a three on any other team. He's your best weapon, and I don't think it's even all that close. And before you give me Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry at this point runs like he is on stilts. Your next one would be Ramondre. Who's a big, semi-plotting running back. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna and, and this is what you're going to chuck gonna, a quarterback into? Yeah, we're going to continue to do a lot of that. I mean, that's why Alex Van Pelt made a lot of sense to me. Coming he makes from that zero sense run-heavy scheme in Cleveland. He makes zero sense to me. Why? New England likes to run the ball and play good defense. Look at his track record. Just go back down the rabbit hole and find me the quarterback that didn't get better the year after he left. Mm -hmm. Alex Van Pelt, you know, weird. He got Deshaun Watson and Cleveland went to the playoffs and fired him. What does that tell you? That tells you that Kevin Stefanski looks around and goes, nope, that's not my guy. That's not my guy that's going to handle the quarterbacks. And now you're going to take a guy that 10 years ago wouldn't have gone in the first three rounds and you're going to feed him to that guy? thinking you're going to turn him into a, a a stalwart quarterback in this league, good luck with that. Why can I get Las Vegas interested in that pick to trade down? I think so. And then they come up, they, they get come Jayden up, take Daniels. Jayden Daniels, and then I fall into whatever franchise player falls in my lap. Because mm-hmm. I think at 13, you'll still get a high-level player. I was say, you, you, and, and at that point, you have to fight the urge to go like the J.J. McCarthy route. I don't hate... Going that route, that I just don't be, think you have to. Because that would be another, an, uh, right, another example of a guy who came from a run-heavy scheme to, to quarterback my franchise. Well, and this is the ironic, the, the ironicness of 
this story coming out when it did. I recorded the Patriots mock draft yesterday. And I just, for giggles, Mm -hmm. went, what would it look like if you didn't try to shoehorn a quarterback into this? And I took Harrison at three. Then a quarterback falls to them in the second round. Is he as good as Jaden Daniels? No, he's more mature. He has more starting experience. I don't have to get the upside out of him. Probably assume who I'm talking about here just based off what I just said. And then you look at that offense and go, I'm in better shape that way. People fall so in love with quarterbacks that they don't understand. There's a reason that the quarterback hit rate is 50%, and that's at best. That's if you're being real liberal with what you call a hit. Because you have these teams that are at the top of the draft, and you're taking a prospect that's not done. He's not a finished product. And you're putting him into these god-awful situations, and they don't develop. Happened with Josh Rosen. Happened all the way back. Rick Meyer, Ryan Leaf. I can do this for an hour. And New England, if you're if Elliot Wolf is the the evaluator that I think he is, he's going to look at this team and go, "Look, we ain't winning more than five games next year, short of an act of God." And when I say act of God, I mean there are going to have to be some team buses that get abducted by aliens. There's going to have to be some a, a horrible gambling conflict. There's going to have to be some real, real, real bad things happen. Because this team's awful. Awful. And just putting a quarterback on it, that doesn't change anything. No. You have a systemic problem from the top down, and all you just did was take out the face, who was probably the smartest guy in the room to begin with. You gave it to a lieutenant, and then you cobbled together this staff that looks exactly like the old staff. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't have a Belichick on it. (laughs) That's not a positive. It might be for the draft. That's not changing anything next year. Mm -hmm. You weren't gonna. You you weren't really gonna change anything anyway next year. And so that's your argument: is go with the receiver, go with the franchise player. If you're sticking at three, don't go the quarterback route. Build the team elsewhere and wait on the quarterback. And I look at Washington and New England virtually the same way for two completely different reasons. Are you going veteran quarterback, though? Are you going out on the market to try to find somebody? You're going to say I'm out of my mind when I say that. And like I said, we're going to talk about this in the next hour. Yeah, I'm not sure I would be averse to going Sam Howell or Justin Fields or one of these second-level guys. Something Because this is a second chance. Mm -hmm. I'm good giving a guy a second. The problem is that I'm looking at these guys. You're not getting Caleb Williams. I wouldn't have liked you. I wouldn't have liked him with you anyway. Drake May is the only one that I have a modicum of belief in. And it's because he has played in coldish weather before. And even him, he's so young, it scares me to death. Jaden Daniels never played an NFL system in his life, and neither has Lincoln Riley. Carolina's was closer, but it's not all that close. So this is a growing effort for all three of them. Mm -hmm. Chicago is pretty ready-made. Oh, and by the way, you have the ninth pick in case one of these receivers falls in your lap there. New England has Bupkis. You got a heavy running back who's a little, it's a little faster for his size than you would expect. End of message, repeat the line. Then you have nothing but, well, we have Devontae Parker. Well, we, if you played him in fantasy football for the last six years, you know, that doesn't mean jack squat. (laughs) Ain't much. Ain't much to it. And the fact that things... What I'm more shocked about is that things got that out of control. That under 
Why are you that shocked? I don't. I, I just don't. I wouldn't expect something like this from a Bill Belichick coach team, right? I wouldn't expect it's that the there's Bill such Belichick dissension team. in the room that guys can't even watch film together. But this is what happens when you hang on too long and you start talking about, well, we're going to fire Bill or Bill's going to retire. This is kind of like the, it's almost like the stepdad. I don't have to listen to you. You're not my dad. Mm-hmm. Well, You're I, not going to be here next year, and we all know it. So, of course, it accelerated like that. <laughs> well, it didn't really accelerate. I mean, the, that far is a little shocking. The report was that as a rookie, Bailey wouldn't be able to watch the film. I didn't see anything that referred to last year. Yeah, there was there, now, there were ugly things with last year too. Year before last was when Bailey came in, Mac was struggling, and then we had what he got hurt for a couple of games. Well, I mean, Bailey Zappi's rookie year was not this past year, but the year before. Right, that's what I'm saying. But that was when Mac got hurt, right, and Bailey came in for a couple of games, and then we had the big Bailey Zappi because we were doing that along the same lines that we were doing the Mike White thing with the New York Jets. Two years ago. Oh, the legend of White Mike. But of course it caused this toxicity. Because ever since he's came into the league, I don't know if it's his fault. I don't know if it's Bill's fault. I don't know if it's just circumstances fault. Mac Jones has been one of the biggest crybaby you know what since he came into this league. I gave you a hint, it rhymes with itches. Exactly. And, of course, he got his panties all in a twist when Bailey Zappi was getting all the shine. Who's this guy? I'm the star quarterback. I'm the Alabama guy. Won a national championship. I'm better than this. It's That's all it's been since he got into the league. Of He gets criticized for his crappy play, and then he whines and complains about it like he's not getting his his due or he needs better coaching or I need this or I need I need better weapons. He hasn't said that, but you know that's what's going on in his mind. If he was holding a grudge against Bailey Zappi to the point where he was making it uncomfortable in the film room, this guy is not he's not ready to be a quarterback. I mean, he's not a leader of a team. How about that? I I would agree. Uh we have our first super chat of the day. Us uh, from Gage Campbell, he said he hadn't paid that much attention to the draft. Uh, what's the talent level look like and how many blue chips? This is the best top end of a draft I've ever seen. And I said weeks ago that I think the landmine may be taking quarterbacks. Now, with all this information coming out of New England, I almost feel like they're positioning you that they're not going to. Mm-hmm. That's what this felt like to me. This comes out of a building for a reason, and it's because they somebody wants you to know it. Albert Breer is a great great reporter Mm -hmm. he's also not an investigative journalist that's picking trash out of somebody's trash can somebody walked to him and told him hey let me spin you a little yarn and it may have been more than one person because he knew a lot and i feel like it's because there's about to be a complete upheaval and especially with the roster Mm -hmm. and knowing i want you to know that Sorry, Eagle asked, "What does?" Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't I, catch up. I, I was I was going to throw my conspiracy take out here. Oh, I love conspiracy. Uh, my conspiracy take, but we need to take a break. So let's take a break, and then I'll give you my conspiracy on how I think this, why this story. The, the, we'll play the fun game of who wants you to know that. It's my favorite game coming up next. 
The Ingalls 2024 Southern Conference Downtown Dribble and Kids Fest, presented by Champion Credit Union, will be held Saturday, March 9th, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the Roger McGuire Green at Pack Square Park. The Downtown Dribble will feature interactive games, inflatables, pep bands, cheerleaders, and a parade. Each participant will receive a basketball, Downtown Dribble t-shirt, and a ticket to the noon session quarterfinal basketball games. Check-in will begin at 9.30 a.m. at Roger McGuire Green. To register, visit downtowndribble.eventbrite.com. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. That we do. It is ESPN Asheville. It is the Sportsocracy and uh, conspiracy theory time. Um, As Jeremy, we've heard stories over the years about the New England Patriots Mm -hmm. from spurned players who get out of the building and then they start talking about the culture in that building and how it may not be as rosy as we all want to make it out to be. You know, we're sold the the the, the facade of the Patriot way. Everybody's lockstep with Bill. He's the general and he's leading the troops out onto the battlefield and his, you know, trusty lieutenant Tom Brady is just running the system perfectly and that was what we were sold, that this guy was the ultimate, um, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? I guess general is the best thing. His, his strategy was above and beyond everybody else, and there was just no way to beat him when he had the pieces together. And everybody was winning, and everything was hunky-dunky. But over the years, we got little cracks that eh, things might be rocky in that locker room, at least for some guys. But apparently everybody had problems there. We all know how it ended with Tom Brady. And there's a new documentary that's coming out on Netflix, or not Netflix, excuse me. It's on Apple Plus. What? Go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he made that face like I did something wrong. No, no, no. Uh, you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> there's a new docuseries that's coming out um, starting today. It's 10, 10 episodes. It's called The Dynasty. And it's all about the new england patriots and in it it's got some interesting takes from people uh tom brady talking about how he wasn't going to sign up for that again it's weird for a guy like that to put it that way to say well even if i wanted to play until i'm 50 years old i was not signing up for that again because it had gotten rocky with bill over the last couple of seasons, everybody was talking about the inevitable split up. We were all talking about is it should he be should Brady be paid what he's worth? Should he stop taking the deals, the friendly deals to make the winning happen? And it got real tumultuous. Remember when he left and there was the story that Bill didn't even say goodbye, that it was just he ghosted him essentially. And then there was a quote from Rob, Rob Gronkowski in here about how when he would drive to the Patriots facility, he would sit in his car. He didn't want to go inside because it was that toxic of a locker room sometimes that Wes Welker would do that, that he would wait until the very last second to have to go. It was, it was, it became more of a, you know, more of a job, right? Than the love of playing a child's sport. We talk about that all the time, and the, the romanticism of football. You're playing a child's sport. This is your dream. It's all hunky-dunky. You're making millions of dollars, and everything's great. Well, you're, if your work cult- culture sucks, it sucks. 
You could be making six figures and have just a toxic work environment that makes your life absolutely miserable. And then we have this story with Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones being at odds with each other during uh, Zappi's rookie season and him having to watch film in a different locker room or, or in the different meeting room aside from the quarterbacks. Maybe all of this is more publicity or negative pub to make people okay with the change. Is that too far out of out of bounds? To say that the bad stories are all coming out now, not just because Bill's gone, but because we need to we need to show everybody how bad this was. Okay, how so, we needed to make this move. Well that would and if they had done what I said and hired somebody outside of the administration, then all that would make sense. The problem is that you handed this over to the guy who was taught how to be a coach by Bill Belichick. But That's the only he... coach he ever had. Mm-hmm. He's never been anywhere else. You think it's going to get better with a guy who's been here forever? <laughs> I'm not saying it was the that's logical choice. Like, that's kind of like electing Barack Obama. Things go sideways and you elect Joe Biden. It's the same thing. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But the promise had already been made. That you was break a spot-on analogy. And anybody that didn't like it, it you was. can at me and I'll ignore it. It's it was. fine. But... Rob Kraft, Bob Kraft is a man of his word, and he had already given the word well, to Manny Gerard or, Mayo, and he's not—he wasn't going to go back on it. Man of your word—that's fine. Uh, anybody that watched this on YouTube when it was uncensored, you know what I, my philosophy on where nice guys finish. <laughs> we have uh, so when I made that face, it yeah. wasn't. Oh, is it, it time to dance? When who's I, gonna break the news? Yes. Who's gonna break the news? So when I made that face, it wasn't because you did anything. It was because a player in the NFL did something. And that man would be one, James Garoppolo. He has been suspended for the first two games of next year for violating the PED policy. Now, that does not sound like that big a deal until you realize what that does. Mm -hmm. That kicks out all his guaranteed money. So now the Raiders can move on him from him for zero dollars. Thank you, Jimmy. There was a clause in his contract that mm-hmm. said you cannot be suspended for any reason. Because they had remember they had to take care of themselves because there was the injury and they it wasn't disclosed, and then you had that weird press conference. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be a member of the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. And we look, we all knew that behind the scenes. It was just how exactly is this going to go? Well, now we know uh, Jimmy's going to be somewhere else. And you mark my words. Just, I want you to just remember that I said this. Don't be shocked if Jimmy Garoppolo winds up with the New England Patriots. Don't be shocked if that's the landing spot. Think the Raiders did this on purpose? Somebody what? spiked his uh, test or something. Well, get him out of the building the, for the, free. The story says that he <laughs> used some over-the-counter prescription, mm-hmm. but didn't have the – he wasn't on the exemption list, so he didn't clear it with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's not that bad of a product. It's just something that you have to get an exemption for. Mm-hmm. Do I think the Raiders – <laughs> I'd be lying to you if I didn't say, man, that's a that is some ironic timing. It is.
we were going to have to make a decision on this one way or the other. And now, now we have a way out of it for free. Just man. What is that that you like to say about coincidences, Jeremy? I don't, uh, I don't believe in them. Don't believe in them. Don't believe in them. This is a hell of a coincidence for, uh, the Raiders needing to get out from under a bad contract. And then all of a sudden, ah, that was PEDs. For for what? He wasn't playing. Jimmy, would you like to – you're looking a little sleepy. Would you like to take this tea? <laughs> exactly. Why did my tea taste like crimes? Ah, I don't know. Ah, I forgot. Kind of tasted like rubbing alcohol a little bit. Yeah. Don't that worry taste, about it. That drink tasted like crimes, and I'm afraid it's going to hurt my pretty face. That's a new Asian tea we found overseas. Man, you know, you'd almost think that we knew that was coming because it works so nicely with – the fun game that we're going to play next hour, which is quarterback matchmaker. Mm-hmm. Who is the best? We, we took every team in the NFL. We put them in four categories. Are you set? Are you maybe looking for a backup, but your starter set? Could you look to move on? Are you definitely moving on? Well, the Raiders, we're already in the you're definitely moving on category. Yep. Coming up after the break, we'll get just a bit outside. We'll talk about the toughest jobs in the NFL because with all of the toxicity that has happened with the New England Patriots, where does that put Gerard Mayo on the, the toughest job scale to turn things around? We'll look at all the new coaches and who has the biggest challenges in front of them coming up next. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White haze, each perfect, scary berries, and my personal favorite, mean green. And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retail. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. It is ESPN Asheville, and this is the sportsocracy. Patrick Mahomes, the legend, continues. The latest piece of information that we have about the great Patrick Mahomes is that he called a shot. Although I would have loved for this to come out before he paid it off and won the Super Bowl. But obviously you don't want this to come out and then be wrong. So uh, apparently he texted his wife, Brittany, back on January the 5th. I've decided that we are going to win the Super Bowl. 
She released this yesterday on social media, or I guess the NFL retweeted it out. However it got out, it got out that he called the shot on January the 5th. Now, this was before the playoffs started. This was when Kansas City was the three seed. This was before the last game of the season when Miami was playing Buffalo to see who was who was going to get the top seed or who was going to get the second seed. Baltimore was already the one seed. And everybody's doubting whether or not Kansas City can make the run. Does this add anything to the legend? He called his shot a month before time. Uh, but because he did it in private, does it not count? It doesn't count to me. It doesn't count. I, I'm I'll, I'm down the path that you are of this really doesn't count. I mean, I like the fact that you feel so confident in throwing out your 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 I have decided that we will win the Super Bowl. You should have posted that on social media, sir. No doubt. Uh, I have a story, and I, I, I don't know how you're going to feel about it. I know how I feel about it. So the inaugural Myrtle Beach Classic will take place with the PGA Tour in May. Woo! And in an attempt to make the new event as unique as possible, PGA Tour has a they have a little shtick. They're going to have a qualifying tournament okay. for a spot in the Myrtle Beach Classic. Mm-hmm. Usually, tournaments that have qualifiers, you have 50, 60, 70 players that play in it, and the top two get in. This one's going to have 16. But all 16 of the guys that are playing in this qualifier have something in common. What's that? They're YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Every one of them has a golf YouTube channel. Is Manolo going to be playing in this? I don't know. I don't have the list of... If he is, we're going <laughs> and we're taking signs. I love that, dude. Which one? Manolo plays golf. You don't follow that? The, the, I might. I, the, his, he, he's got that real thick Hispanic accent. I don't know where he's from, but he is absolutely hilarious. I, uh, so I've got seven of the names. Okay. And that is not one of the seven. Oh, but he could be one of the other nine. Maybe he also may be too old to play in this competition. I don't think he's there is no age. There's no age requirement. Mm -hmm. So the PGA tour, the, you have to be over 50 to play on the senior tour, but you can play on the PGA tour over 50. I mean, is he older than that? No. Okay. so. So you're, you're good there. He may not be able to beat the qualifier because there is a qualifier and it is being held up here. So to meet the USGA requirement, you have to have a 0.0 handicap or better. But there is a thing about handicaps. There's not really a uniform. Like the USGA doesn't hand out handicaps. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of ways that you can falafel that number so i ask you is this a positive or is this a negative or do you not care because i think you and i are going to see this either exactly the same or vehemently different Mm -hmm. uh first off i I don't care i i I mean uh, it's it's great that you want to you know reach out to the younger generation that gets your sport on youtube and that's how they engage with it and all of that i just don't i don't see the point here 
I mean, I do. I wouldn't feel any different about this if it were a radio contest, Ooh. right? If we're gonna we're gonna take all the best radio broadcasters and we're gonna put them on a golf course and let you have, uh, you know, get into the tournament or something, I I just don't see the point. All right, so I'll tell you the point. So all of these YouTubers have what followers? Followers, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be a pres- pre- a lot of these guys are gonna have some of the same followers. But I'm going to bet you that they allow these guys to bring cameras on the course, which mm-hmm. is uh, no-no any any other time. And they'll make a whole thing out of this, and it's going to be trying to integrate the YouTubers. Because a lot of these guys play really cool courses. That's why I watch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not getting on at Augusta or anything like that. Some, And that's a bad example because these guys aren't either. But some of these really high-level courses, they'll let them on. I, I don't have a problem with this. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Because would we talk about the Myrtle Beach Classic in any other way? No. No. Not a chance. It's a, It also would be interesting if by some chance one of these guys was actually pseudo-competitive. I don't think you're going to – you're not going to win the thing. Mm-mm. But if you could make the cut, it really validates whichever guy does. Uh, this guy went on to a PG, in a PGA Tour event and played with him. And it would be, it would be cool. But I also kind of look at this at this like the celebrity boxing thing, because it's not what you do. You're not a draw to me. You're it doesn't mean anything to me. Like if I was a golf fan, I wouldn't care. Because I am a golf fan, and I will you, tell you that this there's zero point zero zero percent of a chance that I would have cared about a qualifier any mm-hmm. other way. I probably wouldn't even know they had it. Mm-hmm. It's a great story. And it's cool for these guys to get involved in their followers as well. I, I don't follow them. I don't watch golf on YouTube. The only time you can get couple. me to watch golf is when it's going to be on Sunday and somebody's in contention to win something. I, I follow, that's the only time I'm turning it on. I, I follow one guy that's really good and has a really – I can't place where his accent's from. Mm-hmm. My favorite guy is, uh, um, as I said, Manolo. And he is Manolo Teach Golf is his handle on social media. And he posts all these videos of showing people how to, you know, my favorite, pee-pee to the pin. That's how you want to f- turn your pee-pee to the pin. And that's how it, That's how you're supposed to hit the ball. I don't play golf, so I don't know. So to me, him explaining it that way made me go, oh, I get it. Okay, now I kind of understand it. Anyhow. Anybody uh, want to make the joke? Because I'm Manolo. not allowed to. I love so. Manolo. Y'all should go check him out. Uh, I don't guess he's. I don't guess he's playing in this thing, so I'm not going to be interested. Uh, it's cool, though. Although I did think after the, after the Open – this past week, the the Phoenix Open and the disaster that became of that. You thought they were going to go if, hard the if, other way? If golf is trying to expand into the younger crowd and then they're going to get upset because the younger crowd's showing up and being disrupted. Well, no, 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 no. That, you, I think you misread that story. Okay. That wasn't the pro- the, the rowdiness was not the problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is that they sold out of every – and they weren't prepared. That was not the the onlookers that were the problem. That was them. They had golfers that couldn't get to the golf course mm-hmm. because they had screwed this up so bad. There were you so many people that were upset about the level of drunkness that was in that crowd. That's always been a thing. That's that's disingenuous AP crap. Okay. You know exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. So it's it, – and it maybe went, did you let certain things get to a certain point? What I got from this maybe. year's tournament was it went way overboard what it usually is. And there were more people – puking on the greens and causing problems and passing out in the crowd and getting into verbal tussles with golfers and all of that every golfer hated it every analyst hated it everybody has panned it and i went but wait a minute 
That's you, what you do. That's what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get people excited. You want you were ta- telling us there's a reason that the Phoenix Open has been voted the best tournament in golf mm-hmm. for the last three years. It's because it's the most exciting thing. You're not getting a younger generation playing the same old game. I get you want to go to these YouTubers and get their followers in on it, but if you're not going to... Well, their followers are probably already your followers anyway. Maybe. If you're watching golf on YouTube, you're probably watching PJ. Maybe, but if... But I don't know. I, I like the behind the scenes thing. Now, but here's my argument to what you just said. I don't disagree with anything you just said. Mm-hmm. The problem is that security and the venue itself should have precluded everything that you just said. That's the problem. You let them get too far. And then you blame them because they sold through all these tickets and they did it earlier than you expected. Because usually that happens on Saturday and Sunday. This year it happened on Friday and they weren't ready for it. That's on the venue, not you steered into this. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got no sympathy for you whatsoever that it got well, it was worse this year. But I'm expecting, as you said, I'm expecting the backlash the other way of PGA is gonna do what the PGA does. They will overreact to this and it's gonna ruin that event. I I don't agree with you. You could be right, but I don't agree with mm-hmm. you. I think they're going to go. I, I think behind closed doors, they're going to go. We screwed this one up. Mm-hmm. This event, we have steered into this event. It got bigger than we thought it would. And now we have to be prepared for anything. Because mm-hmm. next year, we have to be able to allow them to get hammered in the crowd and throw beer cans on the green. But we got to make sure they stay away from the players. Because <laughs> we had safety issues this time. And that was on us. Yeah. They're just, it, it, it's, it's like anything. We have that generational divide where you have younger dudes like me and jeremy who are just turning 40 and we understand more of the want to go to a sporting event and party and that's what gets the younger crowd but then you've got the tried and true older generation that is still in that hey we need to wear suits and and every you know and we need to take it back to the original you know wooden stick days of golf when it was a gentleman's sport and why, the younger generation you, doesn't get that. Why did you just turn into Alfred and Bain c- combined right there? Because mm-hmm. that's how they—that's how they all talk. Snooty people. Sport, yeah. it's a gentleman's way. sport. Master stands way. for gentlemen only. Ladies forbidden. That's sports think ESPN. There you go. You knew it was coming at some point today, yes, sir. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. 
Low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. These two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. It is ESPN Asheville. Sportsocracy. We are live at the Ingalls studio. That, boys and girls, is how you cram down half of a firehouse sandwich in two and a half minutes. <laughs> Good Lord, you got half of it down? Sure did. Jeez. Wow. Yep. Um, I mean, know, it, you've seen me eat. I have a major pain quality to me. Major pain. Oh, come on. You saw that movie. Well, yeah, I did. What was the... Oh, he ate really fast. You don't remember that? I don't know. No. Like, no. really fast. No. No. My favorite part of that movie was always the... Uh, the joke that he told the one, or the, or the thing that he said to the one kid, the one overweight kid in the group was that bleep, bleep, bleep. You got a cookie in your pocket, Porky. <laughs> yep, I heard that a lot growing up. One tubby, tubby, <laughs> two tubby, tubby. Thank you. That was Thank such you. a good movie. That was. No, you couldn't I make it today. Good. It was there. You couldn't make it today. A hundred percent, you couldn't make it today. No, there would be some activist group that's like, "This is offensive to (laughs) to what?" Finish the sentence to everyone. It's offensive to fat kids. Yeah, he was in one that was offensive to fat kids too. Mm -hmm. Sorry, oops, it was. The nineties were cool because you could say what you thought, mean what you thought, (laughs) not have to lie to people and go, "No, there's no thing." Jeremy just misses it when you could be mean to people and not. That's not not true. I was not mean to. Okay, I might have (laughs) been. I might have been mean to a few people. Only if you earned it. Not just not just all of them. Coming up in the Daily Draft today, third hour of the program, we've got uh, free agency to talk about because, well, I mean, that's what we do. And the free agency period is there are a lot of free agents in this market. And I think there's a bunch of them that are going to change some things. I tend to agree with you. I mean, look, we do this every single year. We look at the, the free agency list and go, man, there's 14 guys that are franchise players. Mm-hmm. And then 12 of them actually become franchise players. And we almost just kind of askew free agency because you don't see the big names. You know, last year it was Javon Hargrave and, and Mike McGlinchey. And, okay, we'll, we'll think about that. Do you not think Mike McGlinchey would have come in handy for San Francisco? Oh. Spencer Burford missed it. Yeah, I wonder if that would have happened if he had Mike McGlinchey on the inside of him. Nah, probably not. Probably not. There's going to be some impact free agents go out or go elsewhere this offseason. So that'll be the daily draft today, our favorite impact free agents. We'll also get into you know who's going to make it, who's not. Because you can't include everybody in that because there are some guys that are just not going to make it. So They're, they're going to be franchised. We'll draw the line. We'll draw the line on that coming up in the next hour. Plus, we'll be playing quarterback matchmaker because it, I mean, that's what everybody wants to focus on. Quarterback's most important. And we keep seeing all these stories tying Justin Fields to seven different places. Where's Kirk Cousins going to land? Now we've got Jimmy Garoppolo that's going to be on the, on the open market. And if anybody wants that drug abuser. Uh, <laughs> The dude's perfect looking, and he's a quarterback in the NFL as millions of dollars. He needs to have something that I can well, rail on him about, okay? Well, I mean, here's the thing. He has dated a slew of porn stars, so maybe it was just a very aggressive <laughs> I mean, antibiotic. If you, if you want to sign up somebody who does drugs, 
And maybe you'll go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, God, you sound like way too many people on social media. <laughs> if you're just tuning into the program, Jimmy Garoppolo apparently took something over the counter that was against the rules, and so he's been suspended for a PED violation, and that negates all of the money, the guaranteed money on his contract with the Las Vegas Raiders. We broke that story in the last hour. So those of you just joining us, yes, it's it's a complete joke. Don't get crazy. I'm not... I'm not trying to say that Jimmy Garoppolo is out here slinging meth. And for those of you that don't know what that means, it means there's a better chance that Jeremy's the quarterback of the Raiders next year than Jimmy G. <laughs> Sorry. That was, heard... that was a long, drawn-out jingle. Uh, you mean like, never mind. No, I can't do that. <laughs> there's a jingle that plays on this year radio station that I think I've heard 14,000 times in the last three days. Mm -hmm. I had never heard it before. So if that's been happening for a long time, I didn't know that until Tuesday, and Tank has sung it about. Okay, now I know it. I was trying to figure out where you were going. Yeah, eight gajillion times, and so now I've heard it sung maybe forty different ways, and I can't stop doing it. In my head. it's just too easy to parody. Yeah, don't do that because I don't want to get fired. I'm not. I, I, all I'm saying is it's very easy to parody that spot. It is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Yep, um, quarterback matchmaker coming up after the top of the hour break. Uh, and we'll get to toughest job of the new coaches uh, at the end of the next hour. Yes. Because we talk too much about the Phoenix Open. And Well, you know, sometimes you have to talk about other things. And to me, the Phoenix Open was a great example of – golf doing that yeah we want you to come check it out but we want you to play by our rules i get that things got crazy and you don't ever want to see the crowd get crazy and and risk somebody getting hurt or anything like that but it was just the i don't know the the the, the, the two opposing sides there of we want to be relevant to young people but stop coming to our events and ruining them yeah doesn't work that way no no it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. Anyway, you're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. It's time for the top of the hour. Take a break. Come back and play quarterback quarterback matchmaker next. The sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The sportsocracy. Take it back. Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls studio. We are back at the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. The Sportsocracy is heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app, and we are seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, um, subscribe to the channel. You can enjoy watching Jeremy Chew on his uh, on his firehouse sub. Shut up, Tank. <clears throat> <laughs> it was just i was watching it out of the corner of my eye and even though i could not hear it i'm watching it and i can I, I, and in my head i'm hearing your jaw click i couldn't hear it on your mic but your mouth was moving and i'm still hearing it because i i'm triggered dare i say by the jaw click oh you're triggered oh yeah oh, good for you oh yeah cry more lib i'm a <laughs> 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 uh and then I found out how involved jaw surgeries can be. Oh, and yeah. I went, okay, well, I'm, I'm done making fun of Jeremy for yeah. not getting that fixed because I didn't know that 
that could end up being a neurosurgery because I got to mm-hmm. go through brain uh, nerves and stuff. My, and my, here's, my sister's having to have that uh, have a surgery like that, and I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that was that involved. Yeah, and here's the thing: I don't have many brain batteries left. To, uh, mine been charged as far <laughs> as they're going to be charged. And well, I really don't want to do a show for 12 weeks where uh, Tank just looks at me and goes, what do you think about this? And I go, Jimmy Garoppolo is a, not as good a quarterback as you think he is. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, And trust me, it would go that way. Uh, it is the sportsocracy. It is a non-football Friday. However, we continue to talk football because the offseason is upon us and everybody wants to know where the quarterbacks are going to end up. So we decided we'd play a little pre-free agency or pre-off-season quarterback matchmaker. Or as we like to call it, pre-agency. Let's go. I love that. Yeah. Wow. Look at you. So pre-agency. I mean, I said it with a pickle seat in between my teeth, but (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say I did it with all the decorum and professionalism that you would want me to. There are going to be quarterbacks on the move. We can... I don't know why we'll, well go start with the teams. the teams that need a quarterback. Well, let's start with the teams that are so very obviously not in the quarterback market. Okay. Everybody who's set at quarterback set and all of the contenders. Here we go. It's not. Is it all of them? Uh, I've got my list pulled up in front of me. So it's the Buffalo Bills. Yep. The New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals. Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts, Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers. That's in the AFC. NFC, it's Cowboys, Eagles, Lions, Packers, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, Los Angeles Rams, Arizona Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers. Did I miss one? No. Okay. Those are the teams that we will not be talking about in this because at most you would be looking for a Matt Barkley to back up your quarterback. So there's that. Okay. So those are the ones that are set. Yes. Now, who's on the fence? Miami Dolphins. That's the most vocal one to me. Hmm. Because to me, one way or the other, you have to make a decision this year. I don't think you can go in with Tua as a lame duck, do you? Yes, I do. I, I think that's the preferred path. Okay, allow me Allow me to. Let me rephrase that. I don't think Tua's going to show up as a lame duck. Hmm. I was healthy last year. I did everything you asked me to do. I finished third in the NFL in passing yards. We're going to redo my contract, or you're not going to see me till week one. Then that tells me everything I need to know. Okay. Then I'll, trade me. I'll play the game. Then, yeah, then I, trade me. I will absolutely play that game. And if that's his response, sure. I'll trade you. I'll send you whoever's going to give me I mean, the because you package. understand why he's saying it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not doing something that benefits you and only you. Because yes. me stepping out on that field with no guarantees whatsoever, that's great for you. It's awful for me. Absolutely. Because I'm one good bump to the noodle away from never seeing another dime outside of my rookie deal. And that's exactly why I'm not paying you. And if that's, You can play on the one-year deal if you want to. Then he won't be in Miami. That's if that's fine. their tact, he won't be in Miami. That's fine. And you better figure out how you're going to sell that to your fan base. Because <laughs> I think that's going to be a much tougher sell than you believe it is. Yeah. I would not be willing to give him the contract. Maybe they are, and maybe they have to. 
Well, I mean, look, there's a reason that no quarterback goes into that lame duck year. This has become like coaches used to be. Mm -hmm. Coaches never got to the last year of a deal because you didn't want the deal to expire. You didn't know exactly what effect it would have on the team. Because you're if they if they do that, it's not just a unilateral, hey, buddy, we're we're at an impasse. No, Tyreek Hill's gonna have a problem, Jalen Waddle's gonna have a problem, Raheem Mostert's gonna have a problem, Devon Achan's gonna maybe you see where I'm headed with mm-hmm. You could have a mutiny on your hands. They all love him and they expect him to be taken care of. Do I think they should give him the outrageous deal? No, I don't. But this is the part of of the business side of the NFL that you have to understand. You'll have to tear it down to the studs if you don't. Mm-hmm. And are you prepared to do that? Because I don't think you should be. I, Miami's not. I know they're not. They They don't look at this and go, that's what we want. So then that gets into the, is there a solution? And I believe there is. Okay, what's your solution? My solution would be go three-year deal. Mm-hmm. Go three-year deal that won't absolutely kill me. There's some injury guarantees in there. Maybe there's a roster bonus every year on the third day of the league year. There's some ways around this that you're going to have some. You're not getting out of this guarantee free. Sorry, yeah. you're not. What's What's my number? The total number? Three years total, 150. It's not that high. It's not 50 a year? I would say if he's on the roster, that's what it adds up to. Okay. But there are some outs that they can get out of it without being absolutely massacred against the cap. So your base would be 41? I would have said 33. That's the reason I said three years. Hmm. Because I think Tua wants to be in Miami so bad, and he knows that the market elsewhere is going to be less than ideal. We value Tua way more than any ever, than any evaluator I have ever talked to does. NFL GMs do not see him the way that you think they do Mm -hmm. because he is an injury risk and it's probably the biggest injury risk in the NFL. He's the guy that you look at and go, and I'm fired and he's in Miami. I'm not trading for that headache because you think it's bad doing it to a guy you drafted. You trade for that headache and then he gets hurt and you have no shot. Yep. So I don't necessarily think there is a big enough market that he can go, Straight up, I'm just not playing for you. There's going to have to be some concessions on each side. Mm-hmm. And the guaranteed money to me probably adds up to $100 million over three years. If he gets hurt week one of next year, yeah, that's going to that's gonna be brutal. But it's not going to be as brutal as it could have been. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm you, saying there? Yeah. You, look, I can look at things from an outside perspective and just go black and white. This is what I would do. All of the other things have merit here. The things that you were talking about with how's Tyreek going to feel about that? How's Jalen going to feel about that? You know, I don't think I really care about the running backs all that much, but it's it's my star wide receivers. We got a shot here. With this offense, if the defense gets better, we have a shot to start beating good teams and make a run. I don't want to disrupt that apple cart. I just don't want to end up giving Tua Tungavailoa a five-year deal at $50 million a year because that's what the market says I need to give him when he could get hurt next year and I'm and I'm out. I just learned my lesson from the New York Giants with Daniel Jones. I just learned my lesson from the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts. I saw it one time. I saw it one time with Jalen Hurts. You paid him, and this year sucked. I got it one time from Miami. 
one time I got from Tua a full season where he looked like a legitimate big boy elite quarterback in this league at times. Well, the difference With still is, room to grow. Well, but the, the difference between what you just said and and Tua is, uh, and I'll use Daniel Jones here, not Jalen. Jalen's mm-hmm. a completely different scenario. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones didn't look like he had a spot in the NFL. He had one year that he looked like a good NFL starter. Every other thing he's ever done, he looked like he should be bagging groceries. Mm-hmm. Tua is not that. No, he he's had not. injury issues. I'm not the saying the good is. had always been pretty good. Mm-hmm. This was the best year. Mm-hmm. He was working on that last year, then he got hurt. That's where the, that's where the situation is different. Mm-hmm. But I use Daniel Jones for the example because forty's the basement. I would say forty is the basement if he's on the roster. That's just uh, that's mm-hmm. you're going to protect yourself mm-hmm. because it is. I mean, think about how many guys have hurt themselves out of the league. I hurt so many times. The talent was there. Sean Merriman's the number one one I thought of off the top of my head. He was so good, but he was never available. Mm-hmm. Towards the end, he was hurt all the time, and that's kind of where I'm at with Tua. Is we want you to be our quarterback if all things are equal, but all things aren't equal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Tao in the YouTube comments says that uh, if you only pay people that have never been injured, you won't have much depth. Well, quarterbacks, it's you not, don't, I don't, I don't care. But this isn't this isn't a never injured thing. It, it's this it's, is an injured quarterback thing. Yeah, but I'm paying fifty million dollars a year to this dude. It will mm-hmm. cripple my franchise if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I have to protect myself. But this an goes, offensive tackle that's way different. Yeah, but this goes further to that of it's not just will he get injured it's will he have to be retired because of it mm-hmm. this is where rob where we were where i was with rob gronkowski one more hit on that back and the dude's career is over well and even with gronkowski you're not making an amount it's a lot but it's not enough that you're going to bankrupt my franchise oh no you this do is that. the exact opposite of running backs mm-hmm. we're paying quarterbacks High-level money. The problem is that I'm going to have to have some protections mm-hmm. because I can't eat $100 million for nothing. And that's what the guaranteed money would have to be. No doubt. No doubt. So I'm not giving up $100 million for a guy who could play two more games and be done-done. Not even just missed 17 games or something to have to rehab. I'm talking out the door, and I still owe him $100 million. So, I will, so, I mean, I'll give you some concessions, but this just this just became a topic with Joe Burrow and with Pat Mahomes of, well, they mm-hmm. can't play pickup basketball. They'll be lucky if they can pick up cheese off the floor if they drop it. Uh, we'll get you a dog. Uh, uh, that dog will take care of anything you, that you'll never bend over again that it's not on a football field. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite side of we're going to give you this much money. Mm-hmm. There are uh, You can fix practically anything with a football player except for his head that's the one thing that you can't go in there and and gird and fix and rebuild and you know you blow out a hip you blow out a knee we can rebuild that we can attach tendons and all that the head i can't fix nope so you know i i think that it popped in my mind well joe burrow's in this category now would you pay joe burrow well of course i could because you can rebuild a knee i can't rebuild yeah. to his brain and a wrist <laughs> right I can't give him any more security than he already has. To me, it's just it's way too much of a risk, way too much money. I'm not giving him a major deal. If it goes down the path of a three-year deal, okay. I think it's the only way it goes. Otherwise, I'd I'd see if he'd play on the uh, on on the lame duck year. He's not, which going he shouldn't. 
He's not going to. No, there's not an agent. You're going to have to make concessions on each end. Now, we've got just a a little bit before the commercial break. There's one I would like to touch on that I said he's – you're good. Mm -hmm. It's Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. You do realize they have to extend him, right? Do they? You don't have choice. You've steered yourself into a corner. Do you know what his cap number is next year? No. $60 million. Woo. And it's the last year of the deal. Mm -hmm. Nowhere to go. Ah, nowhere to go but no kick void that years, money down the year. Down no the, void down years, no way to do any of that. So Dak will get done. What it looks like, a lot. I'm going to say it's a lot. The whole mess. I don't think it's – it's not going to beat Burrow, and it's not going to beat Justin Herbert, but it's going to be really, really high, mm-hmm. and I won't be shocked if it's for a lot of years. I would say it's the last deal he ever gets. Okay. If I if I were a betting man, like, I would say Jerry Jones looks at this and goes, "We have drafted really well. This roster is super top heavy. We've got Trayvon Diggs. We got to take care of Micah Parsons. On and on and on. I got to not have to deal do this with that. I, I need that deal not to the ten years that Mahomes got, but if it was seven, I won't be shocked." Mm-hmm. Because I need those years to play with. I'll take the bad years when the bad years come in. I'll recalculate the formulas. I'll restructure things. But I got to have something because this roster is too good. Mm-hmm. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN. Asheville will continue quarterback matchmaker for 2024. Coming up next. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White haze, peach perfect, scary berries, and my personal favorite, mean green. And number three at 6% ABV, max protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retail. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. It is ESPN Asheville. We are the Sportsocracy. You can follow us everywhere at the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. We make it very easy. Oh, we Don't forget have... the the. That is important. Oh, uh, yeah. It shocked me how many people. The Sportsocracy. Yes. Com. Yes. The Sportsocracy. Com. Click the live video link. Subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat. That's your way to get in immediate touch with the program. We should start a uh, sandwichocracy. Just it's just two fat guys eating sandwiches. Oh, so good. I love sandwiches. I, I do love sandwiches as well. That's 
It's one of the, it's been one of the biggest trials of trying to lose weight is that they all of the programs ever tell you don't do bread. Bread's not good. No, it's good. It's not great for you. Yeah, it might be. And, but it may not be good for you, but it is uh, dadgum delicious, and, and I, I love it. I don't know that there's a bad bread out there. Uh, whole wheat. Nope. I could even find uh, a use for a whole wheat Ugh. bread. Tastes like particle board. Nice turkey bring sandwich a, on whole wheat. Bring me a sweet Hawaiian roll from your local Ingles supermarket. Low prices, <laughs> love the savings. He loves the sweet bread. Oh, I do. My dad used to tell me the old adage that about bread that was wider the bread quicker you're dead. Uh, yep, that looks like I got mm-hmm. limited time, which means I need as many mm-hmm. sandwiches as I can cram in my old mouth hole. Them sandwiches taste so good, so good. Um, we're talking about quarterbacks, play quarterback matchmaker here for the uh, 2024 off season. So the Miami Dolphins they got a call to make on Tua Tagovailoa. Who do we want to talk about next? Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. They're the one that was the impetus of this. Well, why? Why were they the impetus? Uh, Because they've been attached, I think, to every team, to every quarterback that is physically available short of Dan Marino. Mm -hmm. Because their fan base is so done with Kenny Pickett. And you should be. Mm -hmm. It was a a mistake when you drafted him. Mm -hmm. Now you've seen two years of him. And he's not good. And it wasn't Matt Canada's fault. I mean, Matt Canada was not good. We all agree that Matt Canada had overstayed his welcome in Pittsburgh. But it wasn't Matt Canada's fault that Kenny Pickett was bad. They were both bad simultaneously for the same team. And you do anything and everything possible to to make this happen. Right, the ownership has already come out and said it's time to start winning playoff games. So now the front office GM has all the pressure on them. We got to find a guy that's going to help us win games. Is that guy going to be Justin Fields? I don't think so. Why wouldn't he be a good answer for Pittsburgh? I don't feel like Justin Fields is going to play the way that that Mike Tomlin wants to win games because he's so irresponsible with the ball. Pittsburgh wins games by running the ball. They hit some chunk plays when you give them the opportunity and they play really good defense that. So you mean the exact same game plan that the Chicago bears just had in a way less talented division. A can win games there. So you're telling me you're going to bring him here, pay him way more money. And you think he's going to win for you. I don't agree with you. If I'm Pittsburgh, I'd be all in on Kirk Cousins. I know he likes playing in domes. I'm I'm well aware of that. I don't care. Yeah. But I don't have a lot of options. Yeah. Kirk Cousins outside though. I mean you keep following you you say that at least eight times a season. No doubt. And I'm not gonna put him in Pittsburgh where it's cold all the time and he never gets to play inside. Okay, give me a better alternative. I would be you don't have one. Oh, no, there is one, but it's going to be stupidly expensive. What's that? I'd like Baker Mayfield better in Pittsburgh than I'd like him anywhere else. Oh, okay. I would love him in Pittsburgh. I'm sure you I would. I think we should make this happen. We should start floating out there that, that, that Baker Mayfield 
uh, is the next franchise quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, they can have him for you know thirty million dollars. Now, what's the most likely? What is the most likely scenario here? Because I don't think we've said it yet. Um, the most likely scenario. Uh, three words. They end up with like Jimmy Garoppolo. Nope. Russell Wilson. No, oh, that one's up there, but it's not. Geno Smith. Still, I'm still I, hadn't hit the one that I'm looking. At. I, I'm in that in that range of that's what you're you're probably just gonna have to settle. Who'd they hire as their offensive coordinator? Remind me, Arthur Smith. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tana Hill. Ah, uh, yes, that's the most likely one I can find. Boo! I didn't say it was great. And you ho- and and what is there a hope still there for Kenny yes. that Ryan can teach Kenny something? Yes. Okay. I mean, I got news for you. They're not throwing Kenny Pickett out with the bathwater. It's just not going to happen. You You took him in the first round two years ago. You can't do that to a first-round pick. But you can bring in somebody that's a veteran that if I need to rely on you because he doesn't pick up this system, this is a guy that understands it. This is a guy that understands this system and can help teach it to you and can help you evolve. And he's non-threatening unless you are absolutely awful. And if you're awful, he's just good enough that I can bring him in and nobody will bat an eyelash at it. It's the perfect scenario to me. Am I saying that's your 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 best alternative? No. This but it's the one that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. That it does make a whole lot of sense. Uh, yeah, your best alternative is probably go chase Sam Howell, which I've said for two years. How good would you think Sam or uh, Pittsburgh, excuse me, would be if they had taken Sam Howell instead of Kenny Pickett? I would love that scenario way better. I would too. <laughs> I think every Steelers fan would as well. Because with Ryan Tannehill, that's the only hope is that I have one year where he can teach Kenny enough to hand it off to him. And I'm still not going to feel good about that because I've already seen this. I've already seen what Kenny can do the first two years. I I would be um I would be looking to move on from Kenny. I know you can't cut him loose. You put the draft capital in him. Nobody wants to trade for him. Nope. He's not worth anything. He has virtually you no You keep him on the roster just because. He can be the backup. He can fill that Mason Rudolph role. And hope it works. Uh, Kevin, the PRF in our YouTube comments said, Pumper Nicholas Trash. You're, uh, I agree with you. Nah, it has its place. Not really. Uh, yeah, it does in the garbage can. He also said the Steelers uh, are his favorite landing spot for Justin Fields. They are not my favorite landing spot for Justin Fields. I have two of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them is the team we're going to talk about next. The Las Vegas Raiders. Why do you like him so much in Vegas? It's a system he knows. Uh, I-, I heard somebody earlier today talking about well they shouldn't be in a rush to go get justin fields because that didn't go well with luke getsy it went better with luke getsy than it's gone with anybody else so but before you just trash getsy just understand he did figure this out as time went along justin fields is not the same grace that everybody thinks he is all right this is still a limited quarterback you're gonna have to prop up and you're then gonna have to pay I don't know that there's any place that can prop him up more than Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Michael Mayer, Josh Jacobs. The only one in the ballpark to me is Atlanta because they've got B. John Robinson, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London. For me, and I'll say the same thing about where Justin Fields lands, I will say the same thing about them that I said about the Super Bowl. You give me the Raiders and the Falcons, you can have everybody else. In the Justin Fields sweepstakes? Mm-hmm. 
none of the rest of you are good enough offensively. I, and I get that the, the, the Steelers have paces. The problem is they're not going to put up with the interceptions. They're not going to put up with the fumbles. Mm-hmm. They're not going to put up with the, the killed plays in the red zone. I agree. The more Mike Tomlin – I mean, Mike Tomlin would pull out what little hair he has left. Yeah, it's bad football, and Mike Tomlin is not going to play bad football. I mean, that team may look bad at times, but he's not going to have – he, he will not buy into giving money to someone who's going to constantly put him in bad situations. The, the problem with Justin Fields is that you're going to have to find a coach that is willing to do with him what Philadelphia did with Jalen Hurts. Because they're, I know when you watch them play, they don't look the same. They're very similar quarterbacks. They both they both run really well. Hertz is not necessarily as top and fast. He's more of a I can run over you. But they both have really good deep ball arms. They just make some really stupid decisions from time to time. Well, if you put them in a system where it's it, AJ Brown was the perfect fit with Jalen Hurts because he's gonna win. And there were a lot of times in that Shane Steichen offense, he didn't have anywhere else to go. This was real easy. You're going to throw it up to A.J. Brown, and A.J. Brown's going to go get it. They ran a ton of one-receiver routes with one little outlet, and he had to be double-covered for him to dump it off. And that's not saying Jalen Jalen Hurts is not smart. The problem is that he's got a cannon arm, and that got him through for 20 years, and he's never been able to pick up that I can't just throw my way out of trouble at all times. Sometimes I have to dump it down. Justin Fields has that problem times 10 because he wants to run his way out of problems because he's been the fastest player on every field he's ever been on. And so he never learned, I got to go through the progressions. I got to sometimes be able to just take the bunt of, I I got a little drag route or I got a little delay route or a little option route, and I'm going to take three yards and live to fight tomorrow. He wants to hit a home run every time he steps in the batter's box. I need somebody that can rein that in. And I think Antonio Pierce and that setup is way better set up to do that than Atlanta. The thing that scares me is that Zach Robinson loves to take deep shots. And I'm not sure that's his best setup. I like the receivers and the weapons, and I like that better. I don't like the scheme better. That's that's why with Atlanta, I'd... I keep seeing Kirk Cousins in that spot. It's just something about he's in a dome. It Zach makes Robinson. sense. It's a bad division, but it's in that Zach Robinson offense. He could he can run that. He can do everything Matthew Stafford can do. I've always thought that they're very similar quarterbacks. He doesn't have as big an arm as Stafford, but it's still there. He's more accurate than mm-hmm. Stafford, though. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of seen them as on the same plane. And if I've seen Matthew Stafford win a Super Bowl with Zach Robinson or that you know that that scheme, then I would think that Kirk Cousins not win a Super Bowl in Atlanta, obviously, but win that division. There's one more AFC team we haven't talked about yet. Okay, that's the Denver Broncos. This is the hardest team to match up a player with for me. Do you feel the same way? Yes. Am I out of my mind to say Jared Stidham's the best fit? I mean, out of your mind, I don't, I don't think so. But because you're getting ready weird. to eat a bajillion dollars on Russell Wilson, yes, there's just no way around it. You don't really have the money to go chasing, and by don't have the money, I mean they're twenty six million dollars over the cap, giving up draft capital. Look how much draft capital you just gave up to get Russell Wilson. 
So now you're telling me you think they're going to trade up from 12? That doesn't make any sense. No. I think you have to stick with Jared Stidham for a year. Can you bring in another veteran behind him? Sure. I don't think you're going to like the list of names that I'm going to throw out there. And that's why I say if Washington were to draft a quarterback, the only quarterback that makes sense to me is Sam Howell. Because he's young, he's cheap, and I think he's better than any other quarterback you can add here. Bo Nix, good luck with that. Michael Penix, good luck with that. J.J. McCarthy, Sean Payton will literally have a massive coronary in six weeks. Because he will look at the talent and go, oh, this fits me so well. And then he'll realize that this kid is basically a college freshman in terms of what he has been asked to do. He did the same thing a table could do the vast majority of the time at Michigan. Yeah, I can kill bad defenses, or I can just put the football on top of it and let this guy come grab it, because that's where he was at. Mm-hmm. And I'm mobile. Awesome. Russell Wilson's mobile. How much does Sean Payton seem to like that? Oh, okay. Uh, zero. Zero percent. Mm-hmm. Zero out of ten would not recommend. None of them fit. None of them fit the scheme. Is that that's what you're saying? Well, just none, not even that. none of them fit in. I don't like offense. any of those latter three because they don't fit in the scheme. Mm-hmm. The top three, you're going to have to trade so much to go get them. You're going to get three first-round picks to go get them. You just did that. <laughs> yeah. Look at the Rams roster. You don't have Sean McVay. You have Sean Payton, which is the wish version of Sean McVay with a way bigger attitude. It doesn't make sense. You're going to have to eat your Wheaties here for one year. You're going to have to eat the poop sandwich that you gave yourself with with that Russell Wilson deal because you got to eat the money. In a year, you'll be in a better shape. But to me, it's Jared Stidham and bringing a veteran backup, which would be, in this case, would be Sam Howell. It doesn't really make sense. If you want to bring in a Jacoby Brissett or somebody like that, or even somebody that, that Peyton's familiar with, okay. I get. I don't know who that person would be. I'm trying to run through my mind. I can't think of any. I don't have one. Any quarterbacks that he has a connection with? Because Teddy Bridgewater's off coaching high school football somewhere. Correct. <laughs> Although Teddy Bridgewater would have been a really good. That right. would have been a really good solution. It would have been. It would have been. But he's moved on to to new things. So Denver might have to end up sticking with Jarrett Stidham. Have fun with that, Broncos fans. Uh, Steven Tao said, Geno to the Denver Broncos, the Seahawks fleece, fleece them again. Oh, I can't, I, I can't do that in good conscience <laughs> to the Denver Broncos. We don't deal with them anymore? I don't think they even accept calls from that area code Mm-mm. anymore. Just, nope. nope. Last time we did that, bad. Bad things happened. Our mom was mad and has been mad for two years. You're in the sportsocracy. CSPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Matchmaker continues next. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel shops. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. 
The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. The Ingalls 2024 Southern Conference Downtown Dribble and Kids Fest presented by Champion Credit Union will be held Saturday, March 9th, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the Roger McGuire Green at Pack Square Park. The Downtown Dribble will feature interactive games, inflatables, pep bands, cheerleaders, and a parade. Each participant will receive a basketball, Downtown Dribble t-shirt, and a ticket to the noon session quarterfinal basketball games. Check-in will begin at 9.30 a.m. at Roger McGuire Green. To register, visit downtowndribble.eventbrite.com. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. We are back in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. It's 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Um, It's time to get weird. And uh, found this story that came, came to us. From a city in China called Zumadian. Zumadian has a, they have a plant in town, a chemical plant called the Henan Junma Chemical Industry Plant. And on February the 14th, Valentine's Day, which, which by the way, is, is that a thing in China? Is Valentine's Day a worldwide thing? I'm honestly asking because I do not know. Is that just an American thing? I, I, I'm i not sure. Because here's why I ask. Because there were a lot of videos that were posted on Valentine's Day on the social media there in China with people from Zumadian very upset at the fact that there was a giant purplish, pinkish cloud that went over the entire city from this industrial plant. Some, something scientific happened inside that building, and it started putting off a, a, a colored smoke that made everybody immediately think there's some kind of a toxic gas leak or something going on. The first thing I thought about was, holy cow, the Joker is real, and he has broken into this chemical plant in China because it reminded me of the smoke coming out of the giant balloons in the Gotham Parade in the first Batman from 1989. You know who was in that movie? Who's that? Screen legend Christopher Walken. No. He was in the second one. He was in Batman Returns. Oh, sorry. I was. I mean, I was like two, so I'd mixed up the years. That was, not what, 92? <laughs> it's like, that's your favorite Christmas movie. You should know. That's true. But that's not the original Batman. Oh, yeah. I don't know that. I mean, I've seen it, but I don't remember. Michael it. Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Oh yeah, that one's awful. That's I. I don't like that one nearly as much as people would think I would. That's why I forgot it. What is wrong with you? It was fine. Mm-hmm. I was also fine. two years old, yes. so I'm watching it now, comparing it to Christian Bale and the the Christopher Nolan series. Like, will you just go, please, <laughs> just please go. Uh, I, I went and saw that movie in the theaters. That's because you're a hundred. I'm not that old. I was seven. On your driver's license? Maybe not. In real years, you're like 140. (laughs) Uh, anyway. Yeah. See here in America, we wouldn't, I don't think very many of us would have thought toxic exposure. 
it's Valentine's Day. There's a pink, there's a giant pink cloud over the city. Wouldn't most of us just be like, oh, look what they did. Actually, no, the environmentalists would be out protesting. We appreciate the gesture, but this is poisoning our earth. You go on with your Birkenstock somewhere. I, I wore Birkenstocks for many years. Didn't know, okay? I was young. They were comfortable. <laughs> you want me to believe in your cause? Stop pooping in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a specific group in this public that they probably don't like us too much. <laughs> my story, like either. my story, and I care less than you would ever think. Uh, our story, or my story, is also about Valentine's Day. It's about Hot Ones host Sean Evans. D- do you know this th- this program? The the Hot Ones on the YouTube? Yes. Where they eat really spicy wings? Yes. Love them. Well, did you know he was at the Super Bowl? No. He was at the Super Bowl with his, his new girlfriend. Her name's Melissa Stratton. Do you know what she does for a living? No. She, well, I'm going to she su- work at Stratton Oakmont? Uh, no. <laughs> I could have made a joke there that would have been really funny, and it would probably she, have been the last she joke She definitely I worked made. at the Bunny Ranch. Getting closer. Uh-huh. She, as she would probably file it on her taxes, is an adult film actress. Well, they went to the Super Bowl together, and a lot of people saw it. Okay, they took pictures, they took pictures together, they posed for pictures. Mm-hmm. But then the story came out on Monday that the Hot Ones guy is dating somebody that does Boom Boom Time for a living. Mm-hmm. And apparently that was too much for him because he broke up with her on Valentine's Day. Really? The reason he gave? Mm-hmm. The public attention was too much for him. I have no less than three questions. Mm-hmm. One... You're famous because a lot of people watch you on their computer. Two, she's famous because a lot of people watch her on their computer. You guys. Three, you you took pictures together at the Super Bowl. What did you think was going to happen? They were going to forget to develop the film? I don't think he thought as many people were going to have a problem with it as they did. Why does anybody have a problem with it? Because, Why do you care? The, The average watcher of Hot Ones is 26 years old. Nobody my age or younger has a problem with you dating a porn star. You know what this was. That guy's probably older than me, I would think. He's probably his 40s, uh, 45, I would imagine. I it. can tell you. He's in that range. He is my age. He is okay. 37. Okay, he's 37, which follow me on, follow me down the path here, and I may be crazy. How old would that make his mother? You see where I'm going with this? Somewhere. This might be one of those situations where mama didn't know that Mr. Hot Ones had a hot one or where she came from. And then when she found out, she went, oh, no, my baby's not getting VD. And said, you break up with her right now. I could have. He's the Hot Ones guy. Get somewhere. <laughs> so just because you're just because you're famous don't mean your mama can't tell you what to do no more. Um, or it doesn't mean that, that, that her opinion doesn't matter <laughs> or her opinions. It's fine. According to him, it was the backlash from the public. Cause it went viral on TMZ that he mm-hmm. was dating a, uh, a, a, a sexual video star of the night. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would advise against it. I'm sure she's a lovely gal, but 
I just came up with a joke, and it involves the word your and tube, and it's you take the pieces, <laughs> you put them together. I can't do it, but you know where I'm headed. Yeah, yeah. yeah Don't yeah. think she's a fan of that. Well, I think he can, he can probably do better. He can probably do better. I didn't say better looking. I said he can probably do better. Hey, stop worrying about what people do. Mm-hmm. You have fun. You kids go have fun. <laughs> stop worrying about what people think. I just give massive respect to anybody who can make Gordon Ramsay cry on YouTube. Because he did. Oh, that was hilarious. It was so good. Our buddy so Bert Kreischer also cried. Yes. The Ricky- he also took his shirt off and had his microphone on a gold chain, which the, I was a big fan the of. The Ricky Gervais one was very good as well. I've seen some some really good ones. Jenny Ortega, she just ate him and stared at him like, mm-hmm. "What little boy?" Stephen, she's Tal- like twelve years old, just throwing chicken bones over her shoulder. Like Stephen Tal says, we're learning so much about Tank right now. What are you learning about? What him? are you He's learning? A thousand, right? That I that I that I might be a little, dare I say, conservative in my views. If my son brought home a porn star, there is a part of me that would go fives. There's another part of it me. It should be a big part of you. <laughs> no, the, if my son brought home a porn oh, star, no, no, it would no. be. Actually, you know what my reaction would be? Honey, hand me my phone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, son, I didn't think you could do this. This is uh, selfie ah, time. <laughs> selfies and Google search. Let's see what we're working with. Saying there would be a conversation of, are you really sure that this is the path you want to go down? Are you sure? You know what his response? All I'm saying is, I've seen you. I've seen you when you're getting dressed, and I promise you, I've seen you the ones. You made it weird. Why did the, you make it weird? Because we all have. We. I mean, I have to. We have to talk about this. Okay. You're. Com- you don't want her At going Sports to work State and ESPN. competing. <laughs> At Sports State ESPN, you killed it. You killed the joke. Well, look, you always wor- You always say worry. You worry about the guy in your in your wife's office. Well, I don't. I would worry about all of them in that scenario. There ain't a single one. I've seen too many of these footages. I've, Even the cameramen are built. I've, I can't <laughs> wait for two minutes from now when we go to commercial and the program director's on the other side of that window. <laughs> and for once, he's not staring at me. Just an honest conversation. With, with a sad look on his face of disappointment. I'm going to do all I can to protect Go to my commercial child. break before you get us fired. You're in the sportsocracy. And this is ESPN Asheville. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. It is the Sportsocracy. We're live in the Ingalls studio. Don't worry, gang. We only have another hour left of this program. Today. Today. And then uh, we're and then here. We'll be back, we'll be back three on hours Tuesday. Three a day forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday. Monday is a holiday. 
So we will be enjoying the day off and probably the Daytona 500 as well on Monday. Still still remains that uh, it looks like that's going to get rained out on Sunday. May have to just run the whole thing on Monday. So it is what it is. We are uh, making our way to the next hour with Daily Draft coming up at the top of the hour with the uh, biggest impact free agents is what we will uh, focus today's draft on. And we'll close out the hour here with the rest of the quarterback matchmaker. We've already decided that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going after Baker Mayfield, so who's going to be my quarterback? That's uh, what I uh, to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, we, we said that's where they would be best. They didn't say that was what was going to happen. I was hoping to slip that one in there. All right. Next. Uh, the New York Giants are a team we, we had not talked about. Yeah. It's going to be Daniel Jones. Yeah, I don't Just see them doing anything chalk else. Chalk that up. I think Washington is best suited sticking with Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't hate it if they took Marvin Harrison Jr., but I would like it better if they traded down. Because there are enough teams that need a quarterback, and you're in way better shape than all of them. Mm-hmm. you still got two years on Sam Howell real cheap, so you're in better shape than Chicago. You're in way better shape than New England. You're in better shape than the Raiders now, who just have Aiden O'Connell. I think you have to move down. I've run probably 25 mock drafts with Washington, and I hate every class when they stay at two. Because you stay at two, you got to take the wide receiver or the quarterback one way or the other, and that doesn't do anything to resolve. Well, now that I think about it, I haven't taken Marvin Harrison Jr. yet. Okay. But either way, it it won't solve your biggest problem, nope. which is your offensive line. Yep. So it's trade down, get the offensive lineman. Build uh, around one, Sam. And you would basically have to do that with Atlanta to ensure that you get one of the top two guys. But they won't. I think they'll go Drake. I, you may be right. Minnesota, to me, is best suited to stick with Kirk Cousins. Yes. Because outside of that, you're going to end up with Bo Nix. And you know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Bears are going Caleb Williams. I think the entire NFC West is set. I mean, Seattle can move off Geno Smith. What are you planning on doing? Are you going to take a quarterback at 16? Maybe. I mean, we talked or about no. that yesterday, and they opened up the opportunity to do it. Or maybe they get in on Jimmy Garoppolo or something. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why you would trade one for the other. The only, why would you trade a mediocre quarterback for a mediocre quarterback? I don't have a good answer to that. You wouldn't. <laughs> Keeping th- Geno makes sense. Uh, to some degree it makes more sense than everything else does mm-hmm. because there's there's just not a whale out there that i think you can procure because i mean I'm, I'm looking down going uh, who's the one that could be available that i'm not even thinking about and i don't have one Mm-mm. and then you come to the nfc south of which I think maybe the only division I've ever seen that every one of them would move quarterbacks if they had the ability, and three of them don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. Atlanta is the only one that needs one right now. Or, 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 well, I mean, Tampa technically, but Baker is going to be signed. I, I just I look likely. at Atlanta as you're probably the team that the entire offseason hedges on because you're probably the first one to make the major move. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. You tell me if I'm, if I'm looking this the wrong way. I don't see a path that they don't either make a move on Kirk Cousins, a move on Justin Fields, or a move to get into the top three. Do you? Agreed. 
I see one of those, no path that one of those three things doesn't happen. Yep. And you have to do it. You're you're too desperate. That division's too bad because with any of the any of the five quarterbacks that I just said, and we'll say four because I don't think Caleb Williams is on the board here. Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields. I think you win that division next year with any of any of the four of them. Mm-hmm. That's how much better you are, top to bottom, than the Bucks, than the Saints, than the Panthers. Panthers are a year away from being a year away. Tampa Bay, awesome. You won what eight games last year? Ten. Oh, you're talking about the playoff game. You won nine in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Woo. You won the worst division I've ever seen. And the Saints, it's all Dennis Allen. If you had any other coach, your coach could be Henry Winkler from the Waterboy. It could be <laughs> Tank Spencer. It could be the the cup I'm drinking out of. I'd take you to win this division. Dennis Allen, I won't. Yep. You've burned me too many times, and I'm not doing it again. All right. That's, uh, that's all of them, right? All the quarterbacks? Or all the quarterback needy teams? Correct. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. There is uh, but one free agent quarterback that's available. Who else is available? Who else is going to get signed? We'll talk about it all up next. Daily draft is coming up at the uh, after the break as well as we will draft the impact free agents for this offseason. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls studio. It is ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400, and we're heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. See, there's really no excuse for you not to listen. We give you three sticks to listen on. We, you can take us everywhere on your smartphone. Not only listen to us on the iHeartRadio app, but you can also watch us live on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, and join us in the chat one job they've tried to fire us and we just keep coming back yep yep uh, we're like the cockroaches of sports talk <laughs> let's go yeah we ain't go went nowhere Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. all right we daily- can't be stopped now <laughs> <laughs> daily draft time and we're gonna we're gonna get into free agents impact free agents in this offseason we have a star-studded group as we do each and every year of guys that are coming up for contracts uh, yes. we also have a, a very large super chat i that, was getting there well you okay you take too long all right <laughs> i was getting there the next words out of my mouth were going to be at the top of the class is chris jones and the question is 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 he going to hit the market or not are they franchising him because you got a massive decision to make here so Cousin Colin Green? Nope, that's not Cousin Colin Green. Oh, it, oh other, I keep doing that. You, I see you do. Colin, and I just imagine that it's Colin. Uh, which is funny, because they've both been here. They're it's both OGs. Yeah. And you I just, call him the wrong Colin I all do. the time. I do. Sorry. Colin, I apologize. Colin, put your real name in your YouTube uh, Please do. handle, so Tank will stop calling you the wrong person. Actually, why don't you just change your name to Colin Not Green, and then that'll sort it out for me. Uh, <laughs> he says, uh, Jeremy and Tank, much love. And I have a question. So what are the odds that my Chiefs re-sign 
Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed and getting a wide receiver in free agency. Uh, and what do you think that they are going to do in the draft? So for this exercise, we're putting Chris Jones into the free agency pool because I don't see a path that they're they're franchising him. I don't think they can. I've worked the numbers on it. Doesn't make sense. You're going to have to sign him to a long term deal because you're going to mm-hmm. have to have the maneuverability. I think you franchise Legarius Need, and you're almost going to have to cowtail to the the demands of Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. You know he wants to be paid like Aaron Donald, and I think you have to do it. Yes, you do. There's no way around it. So he is available in our in our free agency draft but i also think kansas city has a really really good shot of bringing him back well so you will not have to wait long to hear his name called uh there's also a free agent wide receiver that's uh, available that i think would look good in kansas city but it's not just kansas city Mm -hmm. and then i come to the draft of there are two guys that i think go roughly in the area well actually there's three that i think go roughly in the area where kansas city picks and i would love any of the three of them uh, Keon Coleman from Florida State, A.D. Mitchell out of Texas, Troy Franklin out of Oregon. Any of those three, I think that's a legit two. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't hate signing one and drafting one. Because I looked around at those receivers and went, my good Lord, you guys are terrible. Just not a lot that you can trust. And all three guys that you just mentioned in this draft, sure hands is pretty high up on their scouting report, I do believe. All right, what about Josh Allen? Jacksonville Jaguars, they got to make a decision between him and Calvin Ridley. I will say Josh Allen's the one that gets franchised. So I'll say he's off the board. I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, T. Higgins? He's off the board. Evan Doyle made me look at it. I do. Really? They have too much money. Mm. I mean, they have like the sixth most cap space in the league. They're not letting T. Higgins walk for nothing. I mean, the, the franchise tag on him, I believe, is $20.2 million. He yeah. ain't getting out of town for $20 million. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. If anything, I would bring him back for a year. Tag and trade. Tag and trade him. And I don't think I'd even do that. I really don't. Bring him back. Let him play. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, I guess my thing here happens. is that you got one more year before you really have to deal with Jamar Chase. And so you're telling me you're going to – the best part of this team is the Joe, Jamar, T, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon side of this team. You're telling me you're going to let that walk the last year before you have to pay, pay Jamar Chase? The more I thought about that, the less it made sense. Mm-hmm. So I'll say he's off the board. Okay. What about Brian Burns? I don't think he's off the board. I don't know that Carolina doesn't tag and trade him. Although we have I don't, said that makes sense. I don't think he's a Panther next year. Okay. That's kind of the – that was my la- kind of line of demarcation here on everybody except Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Will he be playing for that team? Because I think Chris Jones could hit the market, get big offers from Washington or Indy or one of these teams that have a lot of space, but they're not Super Bowl contenders, mm-hmm. and just go, nah, it's all right, I'll come back to Kansas City. Justin Matabuike? I think he should be in. I, think I, I don't really believe that, that Baltimore is going to franchise him. Okay. I, I don't know. It, it, it depends. Is he one of those guys you love to just let him walk out the door? He's to. been good, not great. And then. Until he was. Until he was great season. for a year. There is a place that he makes a lot of sense. Yes. Just so happens that it's not Baltimore mm-hmm. and it's coached by a 
coach that he's awful familiar with. Yep. Yep. The only other one I can think of is Antoine Winfield to take off because he's he's not getting out of Tampa. I would say you tag him if you if you if the long term deal if you can't happen. get him signed, yeah. I will be shocked if you don't franchise. Mm-hmm. It will happen one way or the other. He will stay. The and other thing you have to remember. So this is where I get with guys that you tag and trade. Are you going to do better than the third round comp pick you're going to get in a year? Also, how badly do you need that pick? What is your salary cap? Because it's not just, hey, is he a good player? All these guys are good players. If it was just giving them the franchise tag, then we'd tag them all. But it's not. There's way more that goes into it than that. Uh, And if you look at the Ravens, the Ravens are killed against the cap. They also have Patrick Queen that's coming up. I don't think they're using the tag on either one of them. Okay. They also draft obnoxiously well. Anybody else that you think could get tagged? Jalen Johnson from the Bears. Jalen Johnson could get tagged. I don't think he will. Mm. I And they very well could get it done with him. But uh, Michael, Pittman Michael Pittman is a guy that I think could get tagged, but I don't believe he will. And Christian Wilkins. He could get tagged. but I, And with Miami, their financial situation is so bad, I don't think they can. What about Leonard Williams? He's another kind of – he's too old. He's too old. I don't, I don't think you're paying him top five defensive tackle. How money. old is he? 31. Really? Man, I'm old. You are old. <laughs> I don't feel like he's been in this league that long. Uh, Steven Tao says it's blasphemous to uh, allow Matt Abuike to go. Hey, do me a favor. You do realize that Baltimore doesn't do that, and you're always okay, right? Baltimore's also the team that looks at a guy and goes, hey, we got the most out of him. You want to pay him $25 million? More power to you. We'll just go draft this dude from Roast Beef, West Virginia Tech State University and turn him into a pro bowler. How, how boot that? Is Matt Abuike. He weighed 400 pounds in high school, and now he's just this big raw ball of clay, and we're going to turn him into Indomitian Sioux. I mean, it just depends on if you feel Matt Abuike is a guy that you can't let walk. Well, Baltimore's biggest problem is the financials. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how you would get him because there's more that goes into it. You have to be to use the franchise tag. You have to on the tag date. And I can't remember what it is. It's in a couple weeks. You have to be able to sign that player to the tender. So they have to be able to sign the tender the minute that you tag them. And you still have to be able to fill out a 53-man roster. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Baltimore can do that. Unless they restructure a bunch of guys, and they don't tend to do that because they never end up in cap hell like Mm -hmm. that. Uh, All right. Uh, We're going to take a break here? Yeah, we might as well take a break now. It's two up against it for us to start here. Uh, Tal said Queen's gone. And you may well be right. Mm Mm-hmm. Two, we we don't have enough time to start at the second. So we'll we'll take the break, and then we'll just – We'll have free reign to go for as long as we want. That's right. That's right. We will uh, We'll ride it out here. Daily draft coming up next. Top free agents, the impact free agents in this 2024 NFL offseason. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. 
Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM. And 1,400 it is daily draft time. Flostradamus impact free agents for this 2024 offseason in the NFL. Who's going to make the biggest impacts? You I got look, first pick. So. Well, I mean, look, this is, a, this is a deep free agency class. I mean, we do this every year where you look at it and go, good Lord, from 1 to 40, we just got talent stacked on stack and then you lose the guys that we talked about in the last segment that that aren't gonna be available right so we 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 decided that chris jones was available right yes that's who i'm taking first (laughs) it's the only answer to who should have been number one if we're if we're projecting that chris jones is not gonna get the franchise tag or uh, i think they will get a long-term deal done with him but if he even I think they will the market, too. it's going to be insane. I think they will, too. But the fact his agent came out after he said, I will be here this year and next year and forever. And his agent went, cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> he is killing our leverage every time he opens his mouth. Could you please get him to shut up? He will get a massive number from the Kansas City Chiefs, but that number will be even greater if he hits the open market. All right, so we got seven teams that have $60 million of active cap space or more. Is there a team that wouldn't make a run at Chris Jones? I'll go one by one. Okay. Uh, from bottom to top. Cincinnati Bengals. No. Uh, they would, I think, full court pressing. Yeah. Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. That's the one that I, I don't know. Because they've already got DeForest Buckner. And why it feels like both. Well, and I get that, but they said Madden. You got to remember, you got to build out the rest of the team, and they got they got a few holes to fill. Uh, the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. That's the one that I think would go hard in the paint. Mm-hmm. New England Patriots. I don't. I think they would have interest in him. He would not so much have interest in them. Chicago Bears. They'd go after. That's another one that I think would be hot to trot trying to get him. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Titans. Yes. Washington Commanders. I don't know that he would have well, an interest in them. Washington, Washington's the other one that I think would probably give him a dumb, dumb deal. You think so? I've got to, I've got to improve that pass rush. For Washington, their two goals are to improve the lines, and Chris Jones would be an immediate way to do that. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I've already you, got so much wrapped up into that defensive line. I don't do I want to do I want to put what more do you have wrapped in up in that defensive line with? Jerron Payne, Jonathan Jerron Allen. Payne and, and uh, well, Sweat's gone. Yeah, yeah Sweat's gone. Right. Chase oh, Young's yeah. gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's well, the problem. I wasn't thinking. Hey, I have <laughs> nobody that can rush a, rush a passer. Okay, The second so best maybe. interior defensive lineman pass rusher just hit the market. Cool. <laughs> hey, Jerron and Jonathan, uh, one of you is going to have to find a place to take your crap because uh, we don't necessarily have a place for you anymore. 
So there's that. All right. Chris Jones, number one pick. And to me, that was easy. It didn't require that much thought. It gets much more complicated from here. Well, next up, I would have gone down the Kirk Cousins or the uh, the, the Josh Allen, uh, T. Higgins path. Yep. But we're taking those off the board. Yep. So I got to go the Kirk Cousins path. I'm glad you did it because I wasn't going to. At all? Are you serious? He's the only impact quarterback on the market. That's a free agent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right, so just humor me here. And, and this is where my brain goes with the Kirk Cousins thing. Mm-hmm. Name me the spot that he lands that becomes a immediate contender. Well, I mean, now you're putting it out of out of reach. Here. There I don't. Th- there's not. There's not. One. Oh, if he goes to the New England Patriots, woo! I don't care. I don't care at all. You're thinking of this in impact towards a championship. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of this in impact towards a team. I get it. He would not, be there's no, not a there, wrong answer. To there this. would not we didn't be a, that. right. No, but there would not, there would not be a greater addition other than Chris Jones to a team. I think than getting Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Think about the the different way that you would feel about Atlanta if Kirk Cousins were there, or the or the way that you would feel about Pittsburgh if he were there. Maybe you don't feel great about it scheme-wise, but just in the sense of, I know I have a quarterback that I can trust to do, to, to handle the ball. It would make a great improvement. I would feel way better about Pittsburgh being a playoff team next year if I knew Kirk Cousins was taking their snaps. I would feel way better about laying a wager on the Atlanta Falcons to win the South if Kirk Cousins was the quarterback. I I get it. I do. I get it. And... I, look, I think he would be a nice addition to several teams. I don't know that he's going to promote winning. Mm-hmm. Because I think Minnesota is probably the team that would win the most games with him. Atlanta, but I I still don't necessarily know that that's – I think that may be more of a pipe dream. We were talking about that with Bill, and now we just don't want to let it die. Right. So, we're, just, we're, we're just looking at open slots. I'm not saying I wouldn't have drafted him. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it wouldn't have come it this been, early. You're right. It wouldn't have been first. Uh, Quarterback is king in the NFL, and I can't ignore that rule. And, and now, I couldn't take the chance that you were going to take him away from me. And, um, and I might have. I can't say I wouldn't have. <laughs> now the question is, do I know you as well as I think I do? I have written a name down here on this little tableau of paper that I have in front of me. Ooh. And I'll bet you I know who your next pick is. All right. Uh, does he play for a team close to here? No. Really? Then you're going to be wrong because I'm going Brian Burns. Oh. Well, I thought he was going to cheat the system and take – Antoine Winfield. Oh, no. He's not getting out of that building. I know, and you said that, and yet I still thought you were going <laughs> to cheat and go, Antoine Winfield. No. He's the greatest player in the NFL, and I take him, and I win because my name's on the door. That's how I thought that was going to I mean, he's the best safety in the NFL. There's no doubt about it. He's not getting out of that building. Of guys that will actually be available, I'm not so certain that we're not going to see Brian Burns be made available. I don't know. I, that I think they pick he's up more a tag. a tag and trade. He was the one that was the hardest for me because Carolina can't afford him to get out of the building for nothing. I can't afford for this to be a comp pick that we get next year. No, I need something tangibly that plays on this team next year that I get for him. I think the most likely, and there's a team that he's been attached to, and I keep hearing this. The most likely is that the Rams offer up that, what is it, 19? Mm-hmm. I think they have 19. Or 21, one or the other. 
for him, and Carolina just goes, we're not doing any better, and we need a first-round pick. And that's how this resolves. Mm -hmm. I did not have him this high because I don't think he's quite the player that everybody else does. I'm not telling you that I don't think he's a good player, and that's what people hear when I say this. Mm -hmm. There were two that, for me, are light years ahead of Brian Burns. Okay, who are they? Uh, Christian Wilkins is my first one. Okay. Because I don't know a team that's not going to chase him. I feel like he may end up being the the one that that Washington or Tennessee, uh, they look at and go, that's the guy we need to really tie our defense together. I'm also not sure that he's not the best player left. He plays kind of a position that doesn't get the love because he's not Quinn and Williams, he's not Chris Jones, and he's not Aaron Donald, but I would say he's right below the three of them. Well, he, he doesn't offer much in pass rush. They had nine sacks last year. I mean, so he's, I'm gonna say well, I'm, I'm gonna say I disagree. Okay, with how you about there. this? How, how about this? Uh, he's the Vita Vea, right? That how about that comp? I don't agree with really? you. Really? Oh no, I don't feel like he's ever been a true threat pass rusher. I mean, nine sacks for a defensive tackle is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Did he do that before this year? Because uh, I don't I've, think he has. <laughs> I, I don't know that he's ever put up the. I don't know that he's ever put up the just stat metrics like that. I'm tell you in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you asked me a question that I didn't know the answer to, and <laughs> I was four pages away from it. So right. I love Christian Wilkins. I do too. I, I'm frankly, not tr- I'm not as a lifelong Jet fan, please God, somebody come get him out of this division because mm-hmm. I I do not want to have to deal with him anymore. He is he is a great defensive tackle. He's got a lot of range for a defensive tackle, and he's a hell of a run stuffer. I just. I never saw him as that impact pass rusher. So I knew he had more sacks. I didn't quite realize it was this aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had 11 and a half sacks his first four years. He had nine last year. Okay. Well, I mean, here's the other thing you got to remember. This is the first time that team's been really legitimately good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, a, they were a fringe playoff contender for a couple years. First two years, they were awful. And in Brian Flores' defense, that's not exactly what he was asked to do. So I, I think – I'm almost glad that you said that that way because I feel like that's the way people look at him mm-hmm. and that's from the outside looking in. I don't feel like that's how scouts, I don't feel like that's how front office people, I don't think that's how the league looks at him. They look at him like he's 28 years old, he's in the prime of his career, yes, he wants to be paid, and I'm here to pay him. I have no qualms with that. He's a hell of a player. I just wouldn't have had him above Brian Burns, who I value as a premier pass rusher in this league i'm not saying but he's, he's a premier a... pass rusher and he's not really anything else mm, yeah, so like a three four yeah. team am i gonna stand him up because i don't think he's been particularly good at that mm-hmm. and you tell me all the the statistical metrics and i'll fire back the analytics at you of you remember when you drafted him and i said do not stand him up because it will not go well it's weird i've said that about jared verse i've said it about jermaine johnson i've said it about brian burns hmm. i see a trend mm-hmm I think he's a 4-3 end, or he's a situational guy in somewhere like L.A. Mm-hmm. There's a merit to that. Don't get me wrong. But to me, I'm going to say a name, and it's kind of a blast from the past, and you tell me where I'm wrong. Okay. Why does he remind me so much of Elvis Doomerville, even though they don't look <laughs> at all alike? <laughs> That's so wild you said that. That's exactly the, no, the name I had in my head was... I, I get, and I'm but not him, saying there's not a merit to that. I, I just wouldn't have taken it that. But high. I had to give him a boatload of money. No too. doubt. So 
No doubt. I, lo- I love Brian Burns. I think he'll be an impact uh, for somebody. Not saying Christian won't, but it, it gets down to that whole premier position thing. And that's why I took a quarterback and an edge rusher before I got to anybody else. I get it. And you're probably going to poo-poo the one I'm getting ready to say here, and there's a reason I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. That's Jalen Johnson from the Bears. Oh, you bastard. If he's as good as what I saw this year, and he was asked to do quite a bit, you also have a positional scarcity. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't get Jalen Johnson, okay, where do I go from there? We, we already said LeJarrius Sneed gets franchised. Who's the second best cornerback on the market, and why are they going to get a billion dollars more than they should? Because <laughs> if Jalen Johnson goes back to the Bears, Kendall Fuller is the two, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who I think is on his 43rd team. So I'm so mad at myself for not doing it because because I had to go premium position. I love how he defended premium position. I did, and then and then I went. Seconds ago. I went oh, because that was the one that I wanted. That was that was the one that I was hoping you were gonna bypass and let it fall back to me. And, well, you should have known that because if you remember the trade deadline, I was going, hey, if they're letting him seek a trade, why are the San Francisco 49ers and about eight other teams not going, yep. what do you want? I'll just give it to you. I wasn't thinking. I, I got this. I was thinking position scarcity, but not the most scarce position, <laughs> if that makes any sense. I was trying to get an edge rusher in there because I knew it was going to be important, and then I forgot Oh, but wait, there's only one corner worth having. Correct. On the free agency market. And it's Jalen Johnson. Kudos to you. God, you win again. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Third selection for today's Daily Draft. We're talking impact free agents. We have eliminated guys that uh, we think are going to be re-signed by their Mm -hmm. teams. Uh, this would be the position where I would just go, hey, Legereus Sneed, Antoine Winfield, I'm back in the game. But unfortunately, both of those guys are negated from this conversation. So, is Justin Matabuike going to get, did we decide, is he going to get franchised or not? I don't think so. Then that's where I'm going. I, and I don't blame you. He had an amazing season. Under Mike McDonald. Mm-hmm. And I think somebody's going to give him a bag. Uh, I do, too. And is it, it going to be Baltimore? And, and it might be the team that is coached now by the guy that got the most out of him that he's ever gotten. Yeah. Because him as a replacement to Leonard Williams, yep, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I think that would be – I think that's his ideal solution. Now, you do have to look at Seattle and go, well, you're going to have to cobble together. We're going to have to start saving those old nickels. Because uh, how are you going to pay him? That's good. That's a good mm-hmm. question you got there. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to that. I just feel like anybody with money would chase after him. If the, all, the, all the teams that are going to be in on a Chris Jones or in on Christian Wilkins, why, why would you not be in on Justin Matabuike? There, there are enough defensive tackles here to go around. So, can I tell you my answer on that? Yeah. And it's the reason that I went Chris Jones, Christian Wilkins, mm-hmm. and I didn't take Matabuike. Chris Jones is just so good that I don't really care where he goes. I think Christian Wilkins is an untapped potential that Vic Fangio was the first good coordinator that ever really had him. And you saw how good he was. Mm-hmm. Matabuike, I believe you have seen the best of him. And he can go back to Baltimore. He can go to Seattle with Mike McDonald. 
you basically put him anywhere else and I'll immediately go overpay. Because I'll bet you he's right in the ballpark of what Christian Wilkins gets, and they're both just right below Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I didn't take him. I'm sure some people will disagree with that. Because you that doubt that he can process. get better. Name me the player that's ever left Baltimore defensively that you went, wow, they really didn't see it in him, did they? Because mm-hmm. uh, usually it's they let him walk. Oh, because he can't walk anymore. Because uh, as soon as he left Baltimore, it's like we forgot how to assemble the pieces. Mm-hmm. And now he's just a big fleshy pouch where an NFL player used to be <laughs> fleshy pouch. Isn't that what you said the other day? Fleshy bits, fleshy, yeah. fleshy bits. Yeah, I think that's what I said. Uh, there's, there's a player that I'm telling you right now, you can make me almost say an obscenity here. If you take him, it is, is he a wide receiver? There is a wide receiver. Is he your favorite boyfriend from the Indianapolis Colts? Oh, nope. Michael Pittman jr. He was on my list, but that's not the one that would make me so that's, bad. Because I, I, I stared at it, and I went, you know, Jeremy probably plans on taking him, but this might be one of those times I can get him to curse. Uh, <laughs> I'll take Michael Pittman Jr. I, and I know it's going to come as a shock from me, but I've said it since since the season ended. He proved it to me. Mm-hmm. He proved to me that he can be a one in this league with a backup quarterback. Put him with anybody else. Put him with an actual quarterback. That it, I, I'm not saying Gardner Minshew's not. I'm just, you put him with a star quarterback and let's see how high the ceiling can get for Mr. Pittman. We, we get it. You're you're anti-vagrant. You don't like that he had a quarterback that took his mattress from behind a dumpster. We get it. <laughs> Hash, at, at Sports Tank ESPN. <laughs> Those of you that are pro-vagrant. Yeah, pl- plus I love his dad. And just never get away from Well, me. it's ironic to me that you took Michael Pittman. And, and I like him a lot. I'll be honest with you, before we did this, I kind of thought that the franchise tag makes a lot of sense on him because mm-hmm. it's only $20.7 million. So him catching that tag, if they can't get it done, I do think there's a possibility that they just go, ah, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. We'll go get there eventually. I'm going to take your little boyfriend mm-hmm. that plays the same position. Yep. Uh, Mike Evans. Yep. Because that's the guy that I look at and go, you know, if he signed with the Kansas City Chiefs, I think we just lather up and do this again. That's only that's the only way, though. It's it's the only I considered taking Mike Evans, but that's the only way I see him being a massive impact on somebody only if is if he goes to Kansas City and wins a Super Bowl or so. I don't because who else is jumping in to get him? Oh, if he would you to, like my list because I have one. If he goes to the Houston Texans and. Big bodied receiver with a team that does not have one of those. Does that? I, but does that move their needle all that much? Well, now you have a legit one. Tank Dell goes into the slot. He comes back off the knee injury. Noah Brown, if you could ever get him to stay healthy, just look at how different that team was with Noah mm-hmm. Brown and without. Mm-hmm. Because Houston was on my list, but they weren't the only ones. Okay, who else? Uh, let's see. I had Cincinnati replacing T. Higgins. I mm-hmm. had the Cleveland Browns. I had the Buffalo Bills. I had the New York Jets. I had the Houston Texans, who you just said. I had the Jacksonville Jaguars replacing Calvin Ridley. Do you see my point here? Oh, the Detroit Lions. That was the one I circled and went, just think of how differently you look at the Lions with Mike Evans than you did without him. They have that kind of money? Everybody can have that kind of money. That's true. If I'm just chasing one dude and it's a a one-off deal and and I can throw a couple void years on this. I mean, because just think about it. it. Financially, what do you think Mike Evans gets? I think it's in that $20 million range, 15 gonna, to 20. I was going to say it's it's 20 is the floor. I don't know that it's the floor because he could take less to chase a ring. Maybe. He's made quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. 
And so let's just say you have to give him $20 million. It's a one-year deal. And you throw three void years on it. Awesome. I could make this $7 million for one year. Mm-hmm. That's totally on the table, and it's totally something that a smart franchise would do. Okay. And if I'm Detroit, I'm looking at the NSC going, I don't believe in any of y'all, and I believe in me a lot because we lathered up and brought this back, and Ben Johnson ain't turning down a head coach of John that's, that's another one of those Jeremy sees way more angles than I do because when I looked at Mike Evans, I heard him attached to two teams. Of course, we've been locked in that Kansas City makes the most sense, and I think that's ultimately what happens. Kansas City has kind of been burned on free agent wide receivers. I mean, just look at the legit, and I know they traded for Gadarius Tony, but that went poorly. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster didn't go particularly well, mm-hmm. and it only lasted for a year. I just look at Kansas City as this is a really good draft, and Troy Franklin or A.D. Mitchell, those guys make more sense to me because it's a longer-term fix. Why wouldn't I do both? Why wouldn't I bring Mike Evans in if I can give him that $7 million I'm not saying you wouldn't. Okay. I'm not saying you wouldn't. I'm just I'm looking at Kansas City going, if you bring back Chris Jones and you bring back Legereus Need, I don't have a whole lot of issues here. Mm-hmm. And I got my normal allotment of draft picks. So I'm gonna go get that young guy that I can pay peanuts for the next four years mm-hmm. and just say, Look, I fixed it and hope that Sky Moore becomes something. Because in that situation I'd have the young guy and Rashi Rice, the end of Travis Kelsey, I'm good there. I don't necessarily have to go Mike Evans. I will. But let's say somebody offers him more money. Mm-hmm. Because Kansas City, those void years, that's not really a problem with Detroit because that team's so damn young. Kansas City doesn't have that luxury. Adding $7 million to the cap ledger for the next three years, that becomes way uglier in Kansas City, especially if it's a player that's not doing anything for you. Detroit, ah, we got one year anyway. Ben Johnson takes a head coaching job next year. <laughs> we're not nearly as daunting as we were. Not saying they'd fall apart, just mm-hmm. we're all – do you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. The, I, you're opening up my mind to more landing spots for Mike, and and I appreciate going through this exercise uh, with you on that because, like I said, I was zeroed in on two, and I went, you know, I don't think Jeremy's actually going to take it. So I, wa- I was going to take him last or in the last set here, but good for you. I'm just trying to think. I just took your boyfriend, mm-hmm. so I'm afraid that you'll take mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce Huff. Has he reached that level? Is he up to elite level now? Or uh, where he's at like, least going to get that kind of attention? W- would you like to hear the list of players that had a higher pass rush win rate than Bryce Huff in 2023? Uh, yes. Would you like to hear it again? <laughs> would you like coming. to hear the list of guys that had a higher pass rush win rate than Bryce Huff in 2022? Would you like to hear it again? Seriously? He was a percent better than Micah Parsons. That's how good this guy is. That's impressive. Now, do I think that there's a, a little bias in this, that it is a rotational system? He comes in on pass rush downs? Absolutely. But think about how many of those we have. You have one of those in Houston. That's the team that scares me to death. Because you. this is a system he really already knows with a team that has the quarterback and is young and has the money to pay him that, and he's on the opposite side of Will Anderson. That scares me to death. I don't want to lose this guy. If I was the Jets, I would seriously consider franchising him. That's how important I think he is. Whoa. I love Will McDonald, too, and I think he's going to be really good. I don't want to lose this guy for nothing. Mm -hmm. All right. um, Fifth pick here for me. I'm going Calvin Ridley. I, I I I was battling back and forth. Did you say fifth few. pick? This should isn't this your fourth pick? Uh, no, no, this is fifth. 
and then I get, and then we're done. And then the UDFA, and we're back together. Oh, I st- I, that's right. I started. Never mind. Yeah, you got Never Chris mind. Jones, Christian Wilkins, Jalen Johnson, Mike Evans, Bryce Huff. I've got Kirk Cousins, Brian Burns, Justin Matabuike, Michael Pittman Jr. And I'll take Calvin Ridley with uh, with with the selection here. Where do you want him to go? Because I have one, and not everybody's going to like it. Mm. I kind of want him to stay in Jacksonville. I really don't. I think I like it better. I felt like it came on. It's the difference in the two and the three that really bothers me. Mm -hmm. Like giving up a three for him, okay. I had a year. It it was good when it was good. It wasn't great when it wasn't great. But I don't want to compound that and have to give him the money, and then I lose a second-round pick, and then it gets hard for me to fill out the roster, and I don't get to add the talent. Carolina's the team I keep looking at with him going, I wouldn't hate that. Mm Mm-hmm. Add him to Thielen, add him to a young guy that you take with one of the – now I don't have to take a receiver at 33. I can fix on the line, and I can add the line piece that falls. It's not bad. I don't think it would make that great of an impact. I, I mean, great, it, it might for Bryce to give him somebody to trust, give him a threat that, that might be able to loosen things up a bit for him. He's just one of those guys that it's it's wishy-washy for me. It, it, it started off poorly. I think it came on at the end of the year or toward the end of the year. And I think it would only be better if he was back and they could have more of a rapport and build on that relationship with Trevor. Uh, we going UDFAs? Yes. Hmm. Leonard Williams. That's a good one. That's a good one. It wasn't mine. I'll I'll be honest. Okay. And I have a slew of guys that I can say here. I think Leonard Williams fits with a real contender because he's at that age where I think you could get him at a value if he can chase a ring. The names that I have stacked up on my screen are the three running backs, and that's taking Josh Jacobs out because I, I think he's going back to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to let him get out of that I can't believe you're going to bring in a run the ball, play good defense coach, and then go, hey, that running back that's been so good, out you go. So I'm looking at Saquon Barkley. I'm looking at Derrick Henry. I'm looking at Austin Eckler. Okay. Because I feel like all three of those guys could go to contenders and be real difference makers. But I'm not going to take any of the three of them. I had to say them there because I think it's important. There's another one. And this dude, for, and I don't know if it's because he went to a team that was, or he was with a team last year that was completely irrelevant. I think there'd be a feeding frenzy over this guy if he made it to the market. The reason I didn't take him before is because I'm not sure he's going to. Mm-hmm. It's Michael Onwuno, the the offensive lineman. I, I'm refused to call him a guard or a tackle because he's played both, mm-hmm. and he was really good at right tackle last year. There are a lot of teams that I think would look at that guy and go, "He's going to keep my quarterback upright." Think about what Kansas City did with Joe Tooney and with, or even going back to Orlando Brown and Jawan Taylor. It's an it, it's an imitation league mm-hmm. and on one who strikes me as the kind of guy that houston I, has rattled around in my head a lot because nick serio drafted him and then went to houston as the gm right he knows him quite well okay and you talk about a duct tape piece of well we have injuries he's going to be a starter but if we have injuries we can move him anywhere because he's just shown he's a football player mm-hmm. 
that's the guy that if I was a GM, you better not let him hit the market because I'm going to outbid you. Yeah. Yeah. You have too many holes. And if I'm a, the GM of a good team, I got a spot on the offensive line. All right. I'll pencil him in, but he doesn't change anything I do in the draft. Washington. I'll give you a perfect example. Washington has four spots on the line I need to fix. If you let me sign Michael Onwenu, now I'm not beholden to I need a tackle, I need a guard. No, I need a damn football player. I need a guy that can come in and play one of these spots, and Onwenu can go into the spot that is open. And there is so much merit to that. I love that dude. And I, I want him to go away from New England so I don't have to like low-key hate him. Yeah. Although New um, England's not real good, so I'm not real worried about it. If I had one more to to, to highlight here, um, I think it's Chase Young. Chase Young's an interesting one. I so just... good about his ability with him being 24 years old, 25 uh, by the time the season starts, I think. I just feel so like there's so much more in him that we haven't seen because of injury and other things. Somebody may end up getting the value of the free agency period on this. Because I feel like he still would warrant a pretty sizable contract because of the potential. That's the reason I didn't take him. Because I'm I'm scared of the contract. I'm scared of the guarantees I'm going to have to give him. Because I don't have many guarantees with mm-hmm. him. I don't know exactly what I'm getting. But will he... In San Francisco, he was great. You know who else has been great in San Francisco? A whole mess of dudes that have gone other places and been completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And he was hurt in Washington. There was one really good year. And then every other year, it just felt like, you're not as good as I thought you were. Can I get him in the in the 15 or less range? Maybe. And if that happens, I could end up getting a top three pass rusher in this league for $15 million. Potentially. Now, we haven't seen it, and we haven't seen him stay you know healthy, what scares me that's about, the problem. You know what scares me about Chase Young? What's that? This is not a great pass rusher draft. Mm-hmm. I have Jared Verse. I have Leatu Latu. Let's say, and here's where here's where my fear with Chase Young comes in. We're going to the combine in a couple weeks. Let's say Latu comes in and they put him through the medical, and two thirds of the teams in the league fall, fail him, and he falls like a rock because other teams will know that. It's not that they'll know exactly who did it, but if if there's something that's really bad, and teams see that and they go, "We're good with it," but a lot of others are not going to be. He'll fall like a rock. Who's the other pass rusher? I mean, Dallas Turner, to me, he's only a 3-4 outside linebacker. I am not putting his hand in the dirt. So I got one hand in the dirt guy, one outside linebacker. I don't have anything else. He's not much older. Chase Young's not much older than some of these draft prospects are. So I could easily see a team going, we need a pass rusher. We'll just throw the money at this, and we can nail it in the draft. Mm -hmm. And that's just going to swell his value. Conversely, if Latu comes into the combine, the medical's not a problem, which I'm not so sure it will be. I just don't know. Then all of a sudden, I think Chase Young gets more into the. It could be reasonable. Do you always say it's? You said this early in the segment. I see things a different way than you do. Mm-hmm. It's not that one's better or worse. I just, I'm looking at all the dominoes that fall. That's the beauty of the offseason to me. And that's why I didn't take him in the draft was because the 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 possibility of the contract is so fluctuating. We don't know. But if he ends up being under fifteen million dollars a year or somewhere around that value, I'm in. Because to me, that could end up being a major, major bargain. Uh, we got to take a commercial break. But before we do, there is one name I wanted to say. Let's say Cincinnati signed Chris Jones. Okay. Just They throw a big money offer at him for whatever reason. He loves Joe Burrow. 
DJ Reader could go to another team and be, because he's free agent too. Mm-hmm. He could go to another team and be a huge impact, especially if you couldn't stop the run. If you were real bad against the run, um, <coughs> Los Angeles Chargers, that could be a big one too. We'll keep you updated on all of the free agency moves right here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. The Ingalls 2024 Southern Conference Downtown Dribble and Kids Fest presented by Champion Credit Union will be held Saturday, March 9th, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the Roger McGuire Green at Pack Square Park. The Downtown Dribble will feature interactive games, inflatables, pep bands, cheerleaders, and a parade. Each participant will receive a basketball, Downtown Dribble t-shirt, and a ticket to the noon session quarterfinal basketball games. Check-in will begin at 9.30 a.m. at Roger McGuire Green. To register, visit downtowndribble.eventbrite.com. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, and we've got a bit of breaking news here. I didn't want to play the sounder though, because I'm, I'm not I'm not dancing and then talking about the the parade shooting. We have charges that have been filed. Two juveniles have been charged in connection with the mass shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl rally earlier this week. Uh, we don't know names because they're minors. Um, there are state laws in Missouri against that. Many states have those. There were three that were arrested. One was released. No, they decided he didn't have anything to do with the shooting. The two that are charged right now are facing gun-related and resisting arrest charges. More charges can come, which they will, because there's not a murder charge on here anywhere, and they will be charged. One, Somebody will be charged with the murder of uh, uh of lisa g the radio personality who was shot in the crossfire there of police are now saying that that was just a dust up between some teens who had guns at the parade and everybody else got caught in a crossfire it wasn't like they were trying to be it wasn't like a terror attack and so anybody that uh rg3 that used this as an opportunity to push gun control uh you care to list me the states where it's legal for a teenager to buy an ak-47 right okay you want to hear the list again right there you go so maybe, um, maybe, maybe, just maybe, we think before we speak and we think before we make everything a political statement. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, also related story, Taylor Swift has now donated $100,000 to the family of Lisa G. So Which is a, good a, for her. Uh, that's, a, that's a fantastic move. Yes, absolutely. Now, as regards to the pre-draft process in the NFL, it looks like there is a prominent group that's that's telling their or giving some sage advice as they see it to their prospects. Uh, this is from Kalen Collar uh, and was retweeted by Ian Rappaport. Athletes First Agency is directing its prospects to not take cognitive tests in the pre-draft process this year. A direct response to the CJ Stroud S2 leak last spring. A1 emailed teams. Our recent experience with these exams has been less than positive, specifically the fact that certain results and performance were performances were leaked publicly last year demonstrates that there truly is no confidentiality with these tests. It is not right for a player's intelligence, aptitude, or mental processing to be subject to public discussion and ridicule. No other job interview carries the same scrutiny. I don't disagree with anything that you just said. I would also be remiss if I didn't point out that some of the results leaked were false. So 
that's not really from the people that are administering the cognitive test. It leaked. We don't really know why. It could be as simple as somebody intercepted a text message or an email or a... I I don't necessarily think this will become a hard, fast rule like the the Wonderlick and the S2 are going to die off. I do find it interesting that they're telling players not to take it. Uh, and before anybody asks, the the biggest quarterback prospect they have on their roster is Talia Tungavailoa. So they don't have any of the highest-end guys. Mm-hmm. I would wager the highest-end guys are still going to take this. Now, if that changes over the next couple of years, I won't be shocked, but I don't think I don't think one with C.J. Stroud, because there's always been kind of a theory that a team leaked it. And they were hoping C.J. Stroud would fall mm-hmm. because he had the result that would actually change something. None of the others really did. Justin Fields has the highest score on this test ever, so it's not a fail-safe. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he got a two and somebody put it out there and we all immediately went, oh, well, they see, that's it. Bust territory. That's what started the whole, or, or I guess that's what gave more juice to the Bryce Young needs to be number one. Well, and that's what happens when you have this much media. We, we're, we're like dogs with bones. We get something like that, and it either steered into your narrative or it steered against your narrative, and you use it. And w- the other part of that is that we knew definitively that the owner of the team that had the number one pick in the draft put a lot of weight into that. That's why that became a story, because we were trying to figure out what Carolina was going to do at that time, and Tepper was on record as saying he put weight to that. So I, I think that's – it may be a little bit of an overreaction. I don't know, but I, think, I did find it interesting. I think yes. I think this is an overreaction, but I don't think it's an unwarranted overreaction. I don't either. I mean, you don't want to put a 21-year-old kid on blast like that. Mm-mm. At least not to the media. We're we're doing that behind closed doors with teams. And, I mean, I got news for you. We find these things out every year. Every year I've done this, I've known things that I haven't reported. Because some of them are, they don't matter. You know, if some sixth-round quarterback prospect gets a six on the Wonderlick, that's not a story. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, unless you're just trying to bash on the kid, which we don't do. But then again, there have been other instances where guys have gotten really high scores on those that made you rewatch the tape. And uh, E.J. Perry from Brown is one that I specifically remember. Of That was what got teams to start watching him again. And he was invited to the combine. And then the next thing you know, he had a ton of pre-draft visits. So there is some negative, but there's also some positive to it. Mm -hmm. I've always wondered just how important these tests are. And I think we ask the question every year. It's not an end-all, be-all. It's just a tiny piece of the the puzzle that you put together in, in looking at a prospect. But the fact that it can get out there if your guy does bad. So so your question was how important it is to NFL teams? Yeah. I had somebody that actively works in an NFL front office right now tell me it is, it's not nothing, but it's less important than people in the media and the public at large think mm-hmm. that it is. Mm-hmm. I don't want my guy going through that. I don't want my guy unnecessarily going through all of that. You're in the sportsocracy, the ESPN Asheville. We've got a long weekend coming up. Hope you do, too. President's Day is on Monday. We will not be here Monday, but we will be back right here in the Ingalls studio at noon on Tuesday. We'll see you then. The madness begins in Asheville.
Make sure you're at the Harris Cherokee Center Asheville March 7th through 11th for the 2024 Ingalls SoCon Basketball Championships. Experience fun for the whole family as your favorite SoCon teams compete for a championship and a berth in the NCAA Tournament. Book your travel and tickets by logging on to SoConHoops.com or by contacting the Harris Cherokee Center Asheville box office. Get your tickets today. We got things transpiring here in old Western North Carolina, and that sports betting in this state goes legal on March 11th, and we have big news. We got a partner for you. It's DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. It will not be long until in the state of North Carolina. You can bet on same-game parlays, money lines, and props with DraftKings. Best features including odds boost, something we've never had before, and live betting. If you're watching a game, like Jeremy does quite often and go, hey, why is Kansas City not? I need that. You can do it on DraftKings Sportsbook, and they're partnered with your favorite talk show here in North Carolina. It's all coming up on uh, March 11th. It all goes live, and you want to sign up now. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and bet on all your favorite sports once we go live only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Coming to North Carolina, March 11th. Gambling problem? Call 877-718-5543 or go to morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. Eligibility restrictions apply subject to regulatory Licensing requirements, see terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook slash NC. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel shops. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at ClarissaSellsWNC.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. 